Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. This post-game show, the Carolina Panthers headed to Tampa Bay uh, for their final game of the 2021-2022 season and the final loss of a season, I think that makes... Eight straight since week 10 with Arizona. The Carolina Panthers fall 41 to 17. Uh, and what was arguably the probably the best uh, offensive performance we've seen in a while from the Carolina Panthers, um, but not enough to beat the former Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady, Rob Gunkowski, and whoever else uh, they can throw out there Scotty Miller, Perryman. Everybody just kills the Panthers including the Panthers themselves. So we'll talk about that tonight on the C3 Panthers post-game show. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Jump into the conversation like Cody Lashney is about to jump in. My wheel man, my co-host, how you doing, my friend? Tony Don, listen, I'm kind of feeling like everybody else, man. The beating is finally over. We don't have to endure this any longer, man. The 2021 Carolina Panthers season is in the books and man there weirdly is a a lot to talk about man we know that Matt Rule is going to be receiving a third year in Carolina we know that the Panthers are going to be interested in potentially Bill O'Brien to be our next offensive coordinator and then of course Tampa Bay just runs over us again after a good first half by our defense and then everything just falls off a cliff but you already know what we do, Tony Dunn. This will be the final post-game show of the season. And just like every other game this season, we're going to do the show with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know them and love them. It's my man, Drew, Andrew Park, ATX19, Clutch Cayman, Creekside ENT, Grim Reaper, Joey the Blind, Panther Esquivel, Kevin Boschoven, Tim Estes, Underground West, Tim Tizzy, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I disagree that I know that people are saying sources have said Matt Rule is coming back for a third, but I don't really. I, I will not trust it until he makes it through this week. Uh, like whatever that is it Black Monday. Is that this Monday? Would that be tomorrow or Tuesday? Yeah, Some, yeah whatever that's the tomorrow, day is. man. 
Yeah, I'm not fully convinced. Uh, I saw John Ellis put out some interesting tweets about um, how this was good PR messaging by the Matt Rule crew by going ahead and announcing these accelerated, like to kind of divert the discussion to hiring uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I, I don't know. Is that we'll see. I'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think he is going to be the coach next year after the way that this is kind of trended. Uh, and on top of that, as I saw the names of Bill O'Brien and Jay Gruden, uh, just underwhelmed completely. Like, is that, I mean, that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in, uh, Bill O'Brien who had the luxury of being like where all quarter, um, coordinators go, where all former coaches go to rejuvenate their career under Nick Saban at Alabama with every best player in the league all the time. You know, it's not like all of a sudden he just went in there and, and like demonstrated that he's smarter and everything. He gave him the best players. And of course, and, and they, and Alabama got better from week to week with Bill O'Brien. I don't care about Jay Gruden. I saw that mess that was over there in Washington when he was there. I'm not interested in it. And are you going to really try to tell me that 2022 is we're just going to see if Matt Rule with a new coordinator gets it together. Like, I mean, how uh, under the best circumstances, the the most ideal circumstances, what would that entail? And it probably would be like, all right, screw it. Let's go after Deshaun Watson. Give this guy. It's almost like a kid goes away for college, spends all his fucking book money uh, at the bar. And it comes and calls mom and dad, and then they just send them more money. You know, I mean, and really what's going to change? So interesting to talk about. We'll talk about this game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and all of that. We want your thoughts, your prayers, your sympathies, your likes by subscribing to the show, smashing the thumbs up button, and calling in at 252-228-5098. All right, um, thoughts on the game? Yeah, oh, boy, I have so many thoughts on the game. One, I can't tell if I love Tony Romo or if I hate Tony Romo. Because first, he continues to one. Let's start with the good. He continues to talk about how bad the offensive line is. And for anyone who actually got to listen to the commentary today, Tony Romo eviscerated our offensive line. And a lot of what he said is true. That even the easy things, run pass options, little screen passes to the side, Carolina's offensive line makes everything look hard. It makes everything look hard, and that is true. The problem is, is that he also said, you know, on the broadcast today that the Panthers have young rookie offensive linemen and have had a bunch of terrible injuries on the offensive line this year. So you can already start to see the narrative that's being formed here about, well, Carolina Panthers had a ton of, ton of injuries, another season without Christian McCaffrey. And then, by the way, the biggest bit of news, in my opinion, from today's game, Deontay Brown played football today. And I'll be damned if he didn't look good for most of the time that I saw him on the field. Uh, I mean, granted, he had some good plays. He had some bad plays. That happens when you go against Vita Vea. But Deontay Brown actually looked good today. We don't know why he hasn't been playing earlier this entire year. Um, and it, it's just embarrassing, man. And then to hear Tony Rombo go on about how, yeah, you have to give Sam Donald another chance. 
it's going to be a really well, good quarterback. He didn't quarterback. go that far. He didn't go that yes, far. Yes, he, he just did. said, all right, keep going. Finish. But he really no. did. I mean, he, he really did say that Sam Darnold, that he does believe Sam Darnold could be a good quarterback. He just needs time to throw the football. So, dude, here we are again. We're going to go into another season where we're going to try and reinvent Sam Darnold and turn him around and try and build up this offensive line and say, oh, well, maybe Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen are good when he really didn't even give them enough time to prove that they're good or not. Dude, it's embarrassing. Right. The Panthers are embarrassing. With, I disagree with the criticism of Tony Robo, Romo. I think it's important to put it in some context. Um, I think you're right. And, like, look, he was very clear. Like, I mean, he just looked at this offensive line and was like, ugh. Like, I mean, every time they play, he yeah. was like, man, you can't win like that. Nobody can play that. Like, this is bad. So, I mean, it's just honest on that. Um, now, when it comes to saying the other things about rookies and injuries, uh, he's true. It's a, it's an outsider's take, right? And and it's true, though, right? I mean, in, in some ways, it is true. It's just like a kind of an incomplete and lax context insight to it, right? But look, if you look at Tony Romo's comments, they strike at really what the heart of the problems have been for the Carolina Panthers so much is number one is the offensive line is putrid. Sam Darnold has never been behind a decent, a decent offensive line, let alone a good one. And it's hard for anyone to succeed, let alone a guy who has become probably overtly shell shocked by this point. Right. Uh, But here, the line has been a big giant problem and it's been, it's so problematic. It doesn't matter who you, who's behind it. It it's so bad that even the best, could only make it a little bit better of a situation. Uh, now, too, when it comes to the young players and the injuries, it is true, right? I mean, if, if you think about it, we've got um, Bray Christensen playing left tackle, right? You've got um, the center, you know, all of a sudden Elflin's moved to center. You lost Paradis. And then you got these kind of stand-ins like Trent Scott and Michael Jordan and whoever the else, else we put a motion in. I like, like today Deontay Brown. But what the, the discussion is, is it lacks context because really the Carolina Panthers, we know that the, the problems with the offensive line uh, are deep in the decision-making that the team went into from the beginning and their kind of inability to um, figure it out at all, right? Like even like a close to an okay iteration. But I just think it's an outsider's take and he can only say so many mean things, right? Like, I mean, as you're on the commentary, you can't just come out and completely be like, all oh, these dudes suck too, Right. And then the third point, though, is when you talk about the screen passes, where have they been? Right. And this is the first week. And, and you know, give uh, Jeff Nixon some credit for probably calling the best game uh, offensively that a Panthers uh, coordinator has called all season. But these are some of the things that you do to help your offensive line out. Right. And, and we haven't done any of those things all season long. So I'm going to just remind that Tony Romo hasn't watched it. You know, he hasn't been on our our coverage team at all this season, right? I don't, uh, I mean, so like is he's coming in, he's studied up a little bit, but I almost felt like uh, Tony Romo felt like us. We were ready for this game to be over. He was ready for this game to be over. He's ready to, to get some vacation or some playoff football and some meaningful football. But I don't believe Cody that the narrative is being set up for next year is that if we just change this is right now, I think that Matt rules comments continue to make him look absurd. He's asked about the reason that he didn't go with Cam Newton. And it's yeah. just like, he says the worst things possible. He's still defending it at this very moment, by the way, is he? 
I'm see, and it's just yeah. like it's kind of like tripling down on the Brady Christensen arm length. Even if you believe it, you just don't got to continue to say it. Even if you like, I mean, that's just not. I mean, look, look, is that Sam's been playing a good game? We thought he could get it with him. Let's go, right? You shouldn't. It ain't got nothing to do, you know. So it's just time for Matt Rule to shut up. And I don't think that we can continue to go forward with him because I I don't really have confidence that whatever he does in picking the offensive coordinator or whatever decisions will be made at quarterback or offensive line are going to be good. And I do, and my last point, and I'll pass the mic back to you, is that for a moment I was at to the point where I was like, you know what, is that it wouldn't be the worst thing if we run Sam Darnold back next year and just try to build the offensive line. It won't be good. It won't be much better. But, like, I'm to the point where I don't even think it's fair to just shit-talk him. Right? Like, I don't know. And I'm where CK says is, like, how can you evaluate any player on this team behind the worst offensive line in the history of the team? You know, it's very hard. And, like, and I don't think putting Deshaun Watson behind that line would be much different. I mean, it would be better. It would be more tolerable, but it still would suck. And we'd be saying, man, Deshaun Watson would be so much better if he didn't have this. Yeah, but it's like, dude, I signed up for the restoration project for one season. That's what this season was supposed to be. We're essentially going to be doing a run it back season next year under the same auspices that we started this year. Well, maybe we can build around Sam. Maybe our defense will be able to hold up. It's all these maybes, man. And then how about this? I don't this? think it's building around Sam. I think it's like placeholding. Like, is Sam's not the answer? But nobody's going to be until we make some better decisions on the front line. But then so what happens if we almost, get into the we, middle of the next season and he's already thrown five interceptions in, in three football games? It's like. Well, I, here's I, the thing is, like, where, what's the answer then? Like, ultimately, what is the answer is that you're paying him. You're going to be paying him $18 million. So, I mean, yeah, you can go draft a rookie quarterback, but I would still hope that they started Sam for until that moment, right? Until they couldn't start him anymore. I don't think that going in, giving Matt Rule the opportunity to sign another free agent quarterback, like a Minch. I, I like Gardner Minshew, right? So I do like him, but at the same time, like, is that going to be any different? Like, is it at what point are we, we it's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild, and right now fixing the – like just changing to a different Sam Darnold isn't going to be rebuilding. It's just kicking the can down the road. We shouldn't have done it in the first place. Matt Rule's got to go, I think, and I think it's just time to start over. So right now he's you know continuing to say that you know, he's never had any conversations with David Tepper about his job uh, and all of – Dude, I don't like, believe I don't... this source. I don't believe this source. I haven't heard sources close to the owner. I haven't heard those words. I just had sources. I've just heard sources. Have you guys heard different? You guys, I, in fact, I haven't even opened the articles that they keep saying. I know it says sources I read. I glanced at one or two of the republications and that pers- t- person talking about it. But I've heard this source shit before, and then it just be different. How can you argue that, Matt Rule, that you have confidence that this team is going in the right direction? Like, what well, is then, the argument? But then why does Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and pretty much everyone report the same thing? Like, they must have some kind of inside source unless and it could David, be like unless the David Tepper, or something. But that's what I'm saying. Unless David Tepper is playing, the, playing everybody for fools, and he's intentionally leaking information to make them think that he's safe. What if Matt Rose leaking it? Here's the deal, Tony. I really believe this. Because I don't believe that David Tepper, uh, his ego is too big. 
he was never going to admit that he made the mistake in signing Matt Rule to the contract that he did. And listen, you know how media spin is. I've been on this earth to, you know, almost 32 years next month. I, I know when the media at large starts to talk a certain way, that, that's what they're going to run with. That's what you're already hearing. This offensive line just needs a little help. They have some young players that they need to play. They're going to invest in free agency. They're going to invest in the draft. And the Panthers are going to be a good team next year. And, and you know, I, I don't buy it, man. I signed up for this restoration project once. I didn't sign up to do it again, man. It's annoying. Would you be um... – let me see how to phrase this. When it comes to Sam, would you be all right if – would you prefer to see Matt Rule go and Sam Darnold stay or Matt Rule stay and Sam Darnold go? Because to I, me, I, like what I'm kind of saying is this, is that letting Rule run a different direction, right, to get back in the car after he's backed into – he pulled out of the driveway, he got down the street, and he ran over, hit a mailbox this season. Then, you know, I mean, he's backed in. Now he backed off of this curb and he just smashed into a parked car, right? Are you going to let him really, after he checks the damage out after this season, go and make the decision that could potentially set us again into just a Groundhog's Day scenario? That's what my point about this is. And I think you're right. It's like the, the media is going to take simple narratives, right? Unless David Tepper... Maybe he's just, hopefully he's just keeping it close to the vest, dude. And he's not saying, I'm going to come out and fire you just to not add kind of um, insult to injury. But I just don't know how bringing Matt Rule helps his ego anyway. I think at this point, it's just a sad story, dude. It is a sad story, man. Uh, also, hey, Bob Saget died. That's a oh, new God. story. That's that, that, yeah, that's flat, found found dead in his Florida hotel. That's something that I saw in the chat room, and then it made me check Twitter, and that's something that happened. So RIP Bob Saget. I grew up watching America's Funniest Home Videos, like most people. But listen, I do let, think let, like let, these let, narratives are easy, like you said, Cody, yeah. to like kind of go on. And I think the one that to me that is kind of annoying is like the locker room didn't quit on. Uh, yeah. Coach Rule because they played hard today. First, I think they're professionals. They're going to play hard each and every week. Yes. Um, I don't know if I just because I saw them go out there and be competitive at moments today that that means that the players fully think that the Matt Rule is that is the right guy for the job. Like, I mean, I just think that if you see them like literally not just screaming and throwing temper tantrums on the side then you are trying to find some evidence right now that supports your claim that things are going on well behind the scenes. And I just don't, I don't, I don't feel good about it. I don't see it. I don't like any, I don't see anything to really be positive about Matt rule um, going forward. And then he keeps on going with these cliches and tropes. I'm tired of the catchphrases. Uh, you know, rule said there were a lot of guys uh, that went out there and competed and laid it on the line. What do we give a fuck that they were competing we don't give a shit that they were competing. And you know what? We know that it's a lie because if They're you were really if you were really letting them compete for the job, Brady Christensen would have been playing at left tackle this year. Deontay Brown would have been playing this season. Like that that's why I wanted to really talk about this narrative media thing that, that the media is doing, Tony, is because if you're not a Panther fan, if if you're not following the football team, 
it's easy to hear this kind of shit, like what you're just talking about. Well, the team didn't give up on him. They had a bunch of injuries. No Christian McCaffrey. They have a good defense. Matt Rule is a third-year coach. All this other bullshit, it's just it, it, it's window dressing. It, it's making you believe that this team has more potential than it actually does. It doesn't. We don't have enough linebacker depth. We don't have enough safety help. Our edges on the defensive line are far too weak and not big enough and strong enough. Uh, you know, we, we still don't know what we have at the quarterback position. We don't know who's going to come in, if we're going to hire someone in free agency, if we're going to draft someone. Like, this team is not close. This team is not close if Matt Rule is going to be the one at the helm here. Yeah, I just I just don't disagree at all with that. Like I, I'm very interested. And, and here's the thing: I'm not even going to go into too much with uh, or buy into injuries being this team's problem. I've seen team the injury bug creep through Carolina far worse than it has this year. It feels like it's only been in this last moments that it's kind of hit the defense. Right. And don't give me that JC Horn going down in week three. All of a sudden, like we would have been a playoff team if he would have been around. I'm sorry. Problems weren't there. Um, I I don't think either. We'll talk about some Christian McCrade, Christian McCaffrey trade rumors and some things. Um, But I just think that's like, I think it's foolish if you're evaluating from the David Tepper's position and uh, Scott Fitterer's position to think that we were just one or two. Uh, bad luck moments away this year from being significantly different. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And I don't have a yeah. feeling that next year. Uh, 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 let me ask you this because I got to download the export this call, but just to answer this question for me is what is, what is, if you're Matt Rule, what, and you go into your kind of end of year meeting with David Tepper. What do you say that next year, why we should have some confidence that next year won't just be a repeat of this year? I mean, basically. Like, what would you have, like, what would you, what lies would you have to tell? I mean, no, listen, everything that I just told you that the media is going to say about the Panthers is what Matt Rule is going to say. He's going to say, we didn't have Christian McCaffrey. We had to fire the offensive coordinator because he wanted to throw it too much. You know, we didn't have a good offensive line, which is 100% his fault. The thing is, is David Tepper going to be able to answer or ask the right questions? If Matt Rule says, well, I just need another offseason to build up the offensive line. Well, he could then say, well, why is the offensive line so bad? Does that have nothing to do with you? Did you not draft two offensive linemen this year that barely saw the field? Why? Do they suck? Are they not as good as you thought they were when you evaluated them? Why is that? There's a bunch of legitimate questions that are that should be asked, and we have no idea if David Tepper even has the wherewithal to ask those specific questions. Before he didn't we go ask, forward, even say the one point either. Right, well, the one point well, too is the defense. Is that they're going to try to hang right, your hand on that? Yeah, and the defense. And by the way, apologies. I should have uh, said this earlier. Nirvash donated $20, dropped the $20 love bomb in the chat. Thank you, Nirvash. Blah, you know we love you, brother. Uh, I can't believe we're keeping rule. Tepper is going to lose a lot of fans this offseason and next year. What a mess of a franchise. The Panthers are a poverty franchise, man. 
We're a poverty franchise. Love that thumbnail, his icon, right? That God Award. Uh, yeah, dope. Uh, thank you for the support. You can support the show by calling in at 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. This is the last time we got to do this post game. Thank goodness. I mean, and I hate to say it like that. Usually the post games are the most fun, even when it is brutal. Uh, but it has been been a long uh road to hoe this back back end of the season really just a 2022 season in general you can support the show you can find ways to do it uh by subscribing uh and there's other uh ways that you can support like nervosh and them did monetarily you can see that in the show notes cody let's go ahead and jump into the cat calls and see what these people have to say about this game so what are your thoughts on cat calling yeah it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Hey, Tony. Hey, Cody. Hey, guys. It's Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. I'm calling y'all at halftime. I'm fucking so pissed. Matt Rule has got to freaking go. You've got a seven to three lead and the ball at the one yard line on a fourth and a foot. And you've got the greatest running quarterback on the sidelines and you're going to run Sam Donald who doesn't get it. The one thing I wanted in this game was for Cam Newton to get at least one final touchdown as a Panther probably his whole career one more rushing touchdown Matt Rule has got to change his name to Matt Fool he's got to be the dumbest ass son of a bitch to coach football and I'm putting him on a level now that I've always had this hatred for Rivera he's got to be an idiot to not let Cam score it would have looked good for the organization good for the team Cam didn't score he would at least got the first down we could have went out 14 to 3 and now we're losing 10 to 7 at halftime because stupid ass coaching. Coaching. Yeah. We're He's done. So we probably won't score nothing in the second half. I'm pissed. Matt Rule does not even deserve another freaking game as a head coach for this organization. He really um, is. A, he, look, he really, I, I know it might sound simple, it might sound mean. But Matt Rule really is a stupid coach. You know what he said in the press conference about that specifically? On the fourth and inches, he said, oh, that was a quarterback sneak. If it were a fourth and one and you were going to run a quarterback power, then Cam Newton would have made sense. Dude, what in the fuck are you talking about, homeboy? On fourth and inches, you can't run a quarterback sneak with the biggest red zone threat of all time at the quarterback position, it's the dumbest shit in the world, man. This man literally has no clue what he's doing. He has no idea what he's doing, man. And I'm telling you, this next season, this offseason, this next season is going to be rough because you're going to deal with a pissed-off fan base, a Panther fan base, going into next season that does not believe in any of the bill of goods that you're selling. It's embarrassing. He is embarrassing this organization. And so is David Tepper. Shout out to Indiomo One. He says, thanks for doing the show, guys. Appreciate you, brother. 
Tony, I'm at a loss. What did you say? What was? What's this guy's name? What's the name of this? Uh, uh, Ian. Ian. Not E Eo my Eonam one Eo my Eonam. Thank you for the support. Uh, This is the halftime. At halftime, they were asked. Matt Rule was asked about this Chuck, and he said, uh, um, "CBS halftime report." This is David Newton uh, from, uh, and and he doesn't reference who asked the question. Somebody else did do this, but uh, that one of the quarterbacks uh, they can both do it. One has just done it a lot better for a a lot longer. Uh, is in here is the here's the thing with Matt Rule that's surprised is is I think is the reason he's got to go. The reason he's got to go is that the um the things that we were kind of sold that he was going to be really good at have turned out to be inherently big weaknesses. And what I mean by that is like kind of this like coach who has this like positive outlook and who can teach and describe and communicate. Like, Oh, really? I think that being an effective communicator, I was conned into believing that that was one of his strengths. And yeah. it has been a, a real weakness. I mean, he's just put his foot in his mouth so much this year, un- unnecessarily. Right. Like, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's just like, why, why, why did you have to put it this way? You know, and uh, I mean, if anything, I would have said, man, I think that if we put Cam in there, we would have really looked like there was only it was like the defense would know exactly what we were doing. That could be one thing. I was also kind of just upset that you didn't try to just go for the end zone at that point and trick everybody. Right. Like a bootleg or something like that. I mean, is who knows? Who knows? Is that this is where I'm saying is I don't believe Matt Rule's job is safe, Cody. As I can, as I flip over to Twitter, um, a lot of conversation in the post game asking about his job, and, yeah. and and Rule's coming out just saying I haven't heard anything. I have no reason to believe I'm. And now yeah. he says the coach trope, which is I'm the coach until I'm not. Yeah. Right. I mean, is that I don't believe it. I don't believe. He I also just said all that, his conversations with David Tepper up to date have been positive. It's like, okay. Okay, yeah. In fact, I, I bet you David Tepper's avoiding him. My, that would be my thing, is I think David Tepper's probably avoiding him, and, they, and Matt Rule's kind of avoiding him, too, because it's like one of those things you know your boss ain't happy with you, so unless he calls you up and says, come in my office, you ain't going to knock on the door and have a coffee with him. And he also says he wants to be a run-first football team, but... This it's guy just is more tired just, shit. It's just not even a good he's, answer. He's just giving you coachisms. Well, we competed. Uh, you know, we have a system. It, it, it's so stupid, man. And by the way, shout out to Maddie Matt for the four ninety nine love bomb. He says, dude, the way Rule has destroyed this team with how he treats Cam, how he managed this line, the play calling and the screaming, I'm truly heartbroken. Fantastic comment, Matt. How awesome would it have been in the Cam Newton's, what we know is going to be Cam Newton's final game as the Carolina Panther. If he could have gotten one more rushing touchdown, that that well, what if he finished the game after Matt, uh, after Sam Darnold fumbled, after he threw another? Yeah, pick give him an opportunity. Re- yeah, give him an opportunity. Let him play. But like the fact that he doesn't understand what little moments and little things like that mean to Carolina Panthers fans. 
Like, he wants to come here and change everything, do everything his way, and none of it has been proven to work or actually be worth the damn. He's if I moron. was Cam, I, I I would say thanks for not putting me in. You know, don't send me out. Like, maybe I understand everybody saying On he needs to rush the ball. Though? No, that one, I, no, go send Cam out there. That's yeah. what you should have been doing. That's what we had. Uh, like that's you should have done that a couple of times when you're on fourth and one. You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised they didn't try Cam at all situationally over the last two weeks, basically. Right? It's like, uh, but if I'm Cam, I'm happy that I don't end my career in a game that means nothing, getting just slaughtered by this defensive front. Like I'm, if I'm Cam, I'm just like, man, bring me my money. Give me my check and let me get the fuck out of here, bro. I won't even come back if you guys ask me to. Uh, the number is 252-228-5098. Thanks for your generosity, folks, uh, in the final game. Uplifting because uh, there's more than one person that didn't want to watch this game. It wasn't just Cam Newton. It was Tony Dunn as well. Uh, here you go. Next, next call. What's up, C3? 89 J. Stubbs here. Oh, What's up, Angel Jay Stubbs? Wish everybody Happy New Year and all that. But um, Happy New Year, bro. Matt Rule, man, he just. It's, it's comical. I mean, Derek Brown or Deontay Brown comes in and just the whole left side of the line just holds a wide open. We have no timeout. Right. Yeah. Don't put Cam in to run behind Deontay on that fourth and one. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how my, uh, David Tepper can just look at the team and be like, you know what? I want to continue. It's just kind That's of my point. Now, but anyway, I don't guys, see how you can do that. Yeah. I, th- and I, don't I think, think they argue. I think the argument, though, that just uh, one more year, like if we moving off a rule prematurely is even getting stale. Right. I'm just I can't even like that's not even a good argument from David Tepper at this point. Right. It's like we want to give time. Like, no, you haven't given Matt Rule ain't given nobody no time. Matt Rule didn't give Joe Brady no time. Right. To believe in him. Matt Rule didn't give the, you know, Teddy Bridge, like these quarterbacks no time. I'm right. I'm done. Done. And it looks stupid. I think challenging that for that that call too. I was already upset with that. It, yeah, I mean, look. You I mean, I don't know how much. Challenge? I don't even know how much you were able to to see of it. Uh, but Deontay Brown did play today, and he look and look. I know I sound like a broken fucking record, and I don't care. What is the Panthers' number one problem always? The offensive line. Why is it that when Brady Christensen finally gets to play this season in just about every game that he's had to play, he looks good. And then Matt Rule won't play him and puts Cam Irving instead. Deontay Brown, for the first time, we really see him today. And he actually looks good. He looks decent. He looks like an NFL offensive lineman, like we all thought he was the entire time. And yet he still took him out of the game. Took him out of the game for John Miller, even after he was playing well. Like Matt Rule literally doesn't understand football happening in front of his own fucking eyes. It's embarrassing, man. He is an embarrassment of a head coach. Embarrassing. Uh, a big, big shout out to Ben Purefoy. Um, $50 cash donation via Cash App. That's the first time anybody sent us money on Cash App, Cody. That's nice. Uh, no 30% given to Google that way. Uh, we appreciate your support, but we appreciate your time and your ears and your really like, and thank you guys for everybody who does donate to the show. We appreciate it. Uh, we also appreciate all the people that have called in throughout this season who have tuned in, who have made time for us in our opinions 
And sometimes their opinions have been absurd. Sometimes they feel like Cody says, we just keep saying the same thing over and over and over. Um, but that is, um, and just going back to Deontay Brown, I was going to ask you, and we didn't do debate my take this week. It's two weeks we've fallen short. We have been, you can tell we're even fatigued at this point. Um, I was going to ask you, was Matt Rule right about Deontay Brown? Because Deontay Brown did come out and talk about a season, talk about how weight is an issue, right? And and said, I mean, he's only down to 330. Not only down, but he's big. You know, he is heavy. But at this point, like, I don't even know if it is. Um, I can't even give credit to Matt Rule on saying he's not ready because, like, how else are you going to get in football shape other than playing football? And, you know, I mean, it's not like the other guys. They might weigh, be- weigh in better, but they ain't playing well. I mean, they ain't well, playing well also, at all. But think of the reverse of that. Deontay Brown is not going to come out and also say, no, coach is wrong. My weight is actually fine. I've been able to play this whole time. Tony, my thing when it comes to Deontay Brown is, what is his playing shape? Yeah, he's a big boy. We know. He's a 300, you know, 40-plus pounder. But my thing is this. If you're, like, maybe his playing weight is a little bit heavier. Like, there are some guys that are just big and athletic. I kind of think that's Deontay Brown. Let him play. But also, when you're so weak in the middle, when you're just absolutely bullied by defensive tackles week in and week out, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I want a 355-pound dude in well, the middle of my offensive line. He's down to 330, but he did say he weighed in at 350, I think, to start. Uh, but here was a telling comment about the Deontay Brown conference to me is that he said the biggest thing that happened to him this season, um, and it's, I guess, just happened this week, basically, is that he believes he belongs here. Like he's gaining confidence that he can play at the NFL level, right? I mean, and he was, I think, uh, had some intimidation, maybe. But isn't that really telling? Because guess who's not building it? That means that the coaching staff has been, te- these comments have been tearing him down, right? They have psychologically made him feel like he sh- doesn't belong. I think, I think that tells me that like Deontay Brown sounded like he had to will himself into believing he belongs here. And man, that sucks that the people that drafted you didn't even have any confidence in you. And what the fuck? Why'd you draft the dude then? Why the hell did yeah. you draft a guy? And again, Terrence Marshall foot injury. Why'd you draft a guy? If you didn't, you know, I mean, it's like, what are they doing? Are they even doing their homework? Do they even care? Do they already have presupposed beliefs? Matt Rule is a Matt fool. The scouting department for the Panthers are terrible. We cannot evaluate talent. It's an evaluation thing. Insane. Insane. Um, All right. uh, I have a clip I wanted to play for you. I think that you might find interesting. Um, It's uh, Jay Glazer uh, talking about, you know, the coaching spots that are out, the coaches that are safe, and the ones that are still to watch. And this is what Jay Glazer had to say. Tell Matt Rule. I know it's put out there that he's safe. Not so fast. Matt Rule has to hire a rock star offensive coordinator for him to actually save his job, and he's been reaching out to some of those candidates this week. So basically, and that was another thing that Matt Rule mentioned in his press conference too, that here very soon – they're going to be interviewing people for the offensive coordinator job. This is the second time that I've heard that part of Matt Rule's stability is his ability to bring a big-name offensive coordinator here to Carolina. 
So you see what I mean? Now David Tepper is even setting up Matt Rule for failure, which I love. Because even if he does bring some fancy offensive coordinator here, it's not going to be someone that's going to overcome the terrible offensive line that we have. It's a joke, man. That's why you can't bring Matt Rule back. You can't. And think about this, is that Matt Rule's job depends on someone else saving him. That's a bad situation, right? It's like, oh, Matt Rule isn't going to save himself. Right. It's not like Matt Rule is all of a sudden going to go and all, and it's they believe that he's going to be able to identify a guy that's going to help them in the offense. But he's also got all these other plans. Just bringing another offensive coordinator really just proves to you that Rule isn't that good in it by himself. Not, I won't say by himself. He doesn't need to call plays. I'm not saying all of a sudden he's got to say, I got to be the offensive coordinator. But this is just a Joe Judge move. This is what Joe Judge did this past offseason. Didn't they go in and bring in uh, the yeah. uh, the former head coach for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. The, and then they uh, fired him. Right? It's yeah, like they were asking him to the, save his job. And Jason Garrett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see the play they ran today on third and nine? No, I didn't. But hold that thought real quick. Samantha Culifer says it took uh, with the $10 love bomb. Thanks so much. Thank you. It took two years to rebuild the defense. If rule focused on offense now, and it took two years, uh, but led to championship level. Could we swallow that? Not a rule fan, but looking for some hope. Thank you, Samantha. I do not blame you for trying to find some hope in all this mess. I mean, literally, if you're an optimist, Tony, that's what you're hoping for. You're hoping that maybe, just maybe if you took another offseason and focused entirely on your offense, that maybe you could write this ship. The problem is I don't trust Matt Rule with talented players because I think he's going to ruin them. I think he's going to take these players, try to turn them into someone that they're not, and then roll them out there and leave them out, out there to die pretty much. Um, and I think that's a sign of a bad coach. He puts talented players in positions to fail. So maybe, but I just don't see it, Samantha. I uh, I think that that would have worked. I would have been more open to that if I would have seen two things happen this year, right? Uh, number one is that, uh, you know, a improvement from Sam Darnold from week to week, right? Like I didn't need Sam Darnold to be great. I just need him to get better throughout the season. Um. And I don't, you know, is that like making sure that that quarterback move right away from Teddy to Darnold without addressing it in the draft or any other way or having any competition around it, right? Or even keeping Teddy with Sam Darnold to compete with him, whatever it may be, is like this move turned out to be a swing and a miss. And it's not me saying that. I feel like it's Matt ruling them saying that at this point. Like they are to the point where they are flailing around. So my first thing is this QB problem needed to just sort of be okay, not awful. And it didn't turn out that way. The other thing I wanted to, I think that firing Joe Brady um, demonstrates that there are deeper systemic problems than just not having talented players. And, um, and my, my, like my thing is this, is that I would have said we could sacrifice the offensive development at the expense of getting young and fast on defense. As long as the, the offense was inching, forward just inching forward 
But yeah. by firing by by firing Joe Brady, you have said that the offense is a big failure, and it's a failure of vision, not just a failure of talent. And to me, this this seems like um, that they are they don't know what to do. They don't know no. what to do, and uh, at this point, I don't even think that the defense is good enough to say that at the expense of the offense entirely that uh, we can just redo that the other way around. Um, I would like, if we would have just gotten a little bit better in the back end, if we would have just had a season where we got better from week to week, like we did last year, I would be 100% okay with that position. But by firing Joe Brady, it's like a mess, dude. I just think it's a mess. It, It is a mess. And there's nothing to give Panther fans any hope about it, man. It's just like, what, what, at least, you know, like Samantha was asking, what's the hope? At least sometimes you can kind of see, you know, like you said, if the offense was inching forward, giving signs of life, then it would be one thing. But there is just none of that. And then again, now you're going to bring in an offensive coordinator and, and hope that he brings the right kind of mindset to, to fix the offense. And then again, if you bring in a good offensive coordinator – one good year, and then they're done. They're going to be a head coach somewhere else. So, dude, we're, well, we're, yeah. I blame Tepper. How about this? We need to continue to point the finger at David Tepper because even though it's not going to change, he needs to know that Panther fans know that he doesn't have any idea what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing at coach. He's depending upon other people's football opinions to point and steer him in the right direction. And none of the people he has around him know what's going on. I think the uh, the last point I want to make about why I just do not have a lot of, com- well, there's a lot of reasons I don't have a confidence in Matt rule, but this idea that just running the ball more is like where our kind of identity split with Joe Brady and this offense. And we didn't, you know, that is kind of like demise of this offense I think it is a first. I'm I'm not a, adverse to running the ball, right? I th- I mean I think it's an important part of NFL. Still, I know that the say that this is a pass happy league, and I and I'm not saying like I'm one of those people that is like believing that we, you know, you have to run the football to win, right? And it's got to be your identity. I just don't think running the ball ten more times a game, like he tried to sell us, is going to change much or would have changed anything. And there was a reason you weren't running the ball because you couldn't run the ball and you were always down. Could so, you I mean, imagine I just, if he said like the opposite? Stupid answer. Could you imagine if he said, no, we're going to come out and we're going to be a passing football team. We're going to throw the ball. Like everyone would roll their eyes. What else is he going to say other than we're going to be a run first football team? You know what that says to me when you say we're going to be a run first football team? We really don't know how to do anything else effectively, but the most basic, simple shit. That's what you're saying when you say, I want to be a run-first football team. That you can't coordinate a pass-happy attack even if you wanted to. That's what the Carolina Panthers are, man. Every single year we try and move towards a relevant offense, and then we're pulled back down to earth as none of the coaches can ever actually make that happen in Carolina from a personnel perspective, from a quarterback perspective, and definitely from a coaching perspective. I saw someone say that uh, this doesn't have anything to do with vision. Uh, I, and this all has to do with a shitty o- offensive line, you know, and poor quarterback play is I disagree is I think that the vision 
is the reason that the offensive line is or the lack of vision and the quarterback play is because like that they're so bad because of the lack of vision. I just don't really have a lot of confidence that um, Matt rule is going to make better decisions next year with personnel, with uh, coaches. And, and, And like you said, is hiring a good offensive coordinator really is only just continued threat him losing his job. Yeah. And uh, so, I'm, I'm embarrassed to good. show you this. Hold on, I got to show you this. And yes, go ahead and tell me how right you are. But I would be remiss if I didn't show it. The Panthers finished the 2001-7, or the 2001 <laughs> season, 2021 season, going 0-7 in black jerseys. Yes. Since 2018, Carolina is 3-21 and wearing black tops. Dude. That is so I hate that so much. We it's, have some at what point best... does it become data though? Dude, I hate at it. At what man. point does it become data? But it's only not data because we suck so bad. It doesn't have to be that way, dude. All right. Uh let's I go to the next call. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. I was hoping you were saying that got fired. From um, Me too. I just want to say I appreciate um you know like the response to me having a kid in April. Um, you know, I already went out and bought the Panther onesie and everything. So I have nice big pop up. Us. But uh, I tried to make an argument to my wife. Um, you should definitely bring the – that should be the first thing that the day you wears. Uh, she was not for that. She was not for that at all. <laughs> but um, she's a Broncos fan. We don't talk about it. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, talking about the game coming up against the Buccaneers, um, Nothing to lose. I just want to see us do crazy plays, not any severe. I was trying to play the like first goal from when that came during the game. Going out on a far fetch crazy plays to get anybody hurt or set up our players to get hurt. But, you know, just like if it's a fourth down and we're in our territory, oh, bomb. Like, they did go for it a lot on fourth down. They goals. were. Don't go for extra points. Go for two. I want to see Cam Newton play. Might be his last game. You know, with the Panthers. Mm. I want to see Poor something guy. different. But knowing Matt Rule, Matt Fool, Matt Tool, Matt's not cool. He's going <laughs> to fuck it up and he's just going to. I mean, it's so easy at this Donald point. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. Butcher our line and not have the right, uh, the correct assignments in, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, we should definitely have a rotation of players knowing it's the last game. Everybody, it's like, it's like, you know, when you're either down by a lot in high school and you're like, damn, all right, put the, put the kids that never get to play in kind of thing. It's the last game of the season. It feels like we've won zero games this year. Put everyone in. Like, put everyone in. Bring the practice squad up, man. Do something different. I just want to see an exciting game. But let's see what happens. And I'm uh, looking forward to the next therapy session. Catch up, boys, later. Keep pounding. All right. Keep so the Carolina Panthers did offer a good uh, – and really, what's what was different about this game than any other game this really, I would say, all season long? Um, I would say maybe we we were uh, somewhat effective against the run at times a little, but like I don't know. Early. The defense played a good first quarter. The well, offense 
sputtered, but wasn't terrible. Probably our best offensive performance. Like, but really, nothing changed. Not not a single thing changed in this game. But the defense looks like it does every week. We look good for a quarter or two, and then the dam breaks, and then everything just goes out the window. Uh, you know, uh, teams start dicing us. Uh, Phil Snow calling blitzes at the worst possible time, allowing them to just pick us right. You know, pick us apart. By the way, Tampa Bay had a day setting a franchise record for regular season victories after beating Carolina. Uh, Tom Brady topped 5,000 passing yards for the second time uh, in his career. And, dude, whenever you play the Panthers, that's what happens. Good things happen to your stat line. Um, I don't know, man. It's like there really isn't anything different that happened today. And that's part of what's so frustrating. More timeouts taken in the first quarter. I mean, it's just like... Not Terrible. letting Cam in on 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 fourth and inches, it, it, it's it's embarrassing, man. Trent it really Scott is still sucked. Trent Scott sucked. And by the way, if the Panthers couldn't evaluate offensive line this year, and they brought in Cam Irving and and Elflin, and then didn't even play the guys that they drafted, what makes us think that they're going to get it right this year? How are they going to fix and address the offensive line this year? They're an embarrassment. Listen, we are now the Panthers have moved into Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguar territory. Like, that's who the Panthers are. That's I would actually are. say that we moved into Jaguar Jet territory, and that's it. Uh, because today, uh, I think the Lions have a – didn't they beat the Packers or at least made a big-time game? Dude, I just end? mean traditionally. Like, the Lions always suck. They're always a dumpster fire. They'll rally off a few victories, but they're a perennial bottom feeder. And as much as we might not want to admit it, the Carolina Panthers are perennial bottom feeders. This is the first time, This is uh, other than the time that we went number one, we'll be picking number six. This is the lowest the Panthers have ever drafted outside of that number one pick. That was Cam. God. And, I mean, it's really the same pick we've had for the last – Five years, it feels yeah. like. Three years. Players, you know, I mean, Chris McCaffrey, Derek Brown, uh, who else? And, and J.C. Horner all, like, right in that kind of range of six to eight. Just same. Ugh. Same. You know, it's Groundhog's Day, and that's why we can't bring Matt Rule back in this. It's just ridiculous. Um, um, timeouts continue to be a problem. Let's go in with the calls, 252-228-5098. Panther Podcast Brothers, how y'all doing? The G-Class up, G? Game. Hey, man, the season is over. I was watching the game. Put up a good fight, too, man. But uh, Sam Darnold fumbled that damn ball, and they just he got threw it that on. The they did a reverse with a wide receiver or somebody in Tampa Bay just scored. Now, that, now they just scored. It's like 41 to something, whatever, man. I just turned the fucking game off, man. And to be honest, this is the only year where I turned off a Panther game and a couple of weeks ago when I fell asleep watching the Panther game. I'm just glad the season is over for us, man. The bleeding has stopped. You know, take off the tampon. The bleeding has fucking stopped, man. I don't know what the fuck this team is going to do. I really don't know. I do not want Rule to come back next year. I do not want Snow to come back next year. I just don't, man. We need to gut the whole entire coaching staff. We need some people with experience. Even though they're saying Rule's going to come back next year, I don't know, man. Give me your thoughts on that. Season's over, fellas. Now it's time for the draft. Keep pounding. 
G, I think you're on it, man. Is that is is that this season out of the nine years that I have done this podcast, and I hope it's not that I'm getting older and just you know more custom. You know, I hope it's not like the fire is just for me doing the podcast is dying. I really don't feel that. We've been putting out more content than ever, right? So I feel like we've been amping our game up when it comes to the podcast. But this is uh, when it comes to fans. For me, this is one of the most blah seasons ever like blah you know it's just like how does it get better it just seems like we're just in a rut and a funk and i don't have anything to hang my hat on going forward about what the identity of this team is because right now the leadership is problematic in the past i felt like you could say oh it was injuries oh well we're gonna get a number we're gonna get our quarterback in the draft with cam newton oh we're gonna you know, uh, we got a new coaching staff, and we'll see how things are. Oh, we're building a defensive squad. I don't know what the O is like to build upon on this team is. Right now, the defense, if, if that's the best argument, is going to have a ton of free agents leaving. And to be honest, they weren't that damn good. Yeah. You know? So, all right, so we can't hang our hat on the defense going forward. I mean, you can't even, like, I mean, like, all right, so next, because we don't even know what the defense is going to look like next year. We have no idea. Don't be counting on Stephon Gilmore coming back, right? I mean, don't go, like, are you going to be able to afford Hassan Reddick after you just squandered the money with Cam and, you know, for this? All right, so let's, mo- oh, well, uh, Joe Brady was really holding us back. So we're just going to get a new offensive coordinator. Matt Rule ain't going to call timeouts unnecessarily. Uh, he's going to be better. He's not going to stick his foot in the mouth. No, that ain't going to change anything. You know, go get me a rock star offensive coordinator. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right. And all right. Okay. So then what's the next? Oh, well, we got a, we got a quarterback, man. If we just put an offensive line in front of them, things are going to be better. No, we don't know that. There's no reason to believe that. Oh, we're going to put an offensive line together in this, in this off season. I don't have any reason to believe that. Tell me anybody what the thing to look forward to is. And I think it, the only answer can be is change. I mean, I, that's what I think the answer is. And that is the answer. You're right, Tony Dunn. That is the answer. But you know what? Panther fans don't get what we want. We get what we're given. And true, true. I, I mean, it's Turns as out embarrassing as it be is. Chicken shit, not chicken salad. Yeah, we yeah, want a chicken salad. We better enjoy this chicken shit salad, by the way. Uh, before we go forward, shout out to Justice Chapman for the four ninety nine love bomb. Appreciate you. We always appreciate the donations. We never ask, but we're always appreciative. Another miserable season, but the C3 podcast was always the therapy session we needed. Hope the off season is fun. Pound sign fire, Matt Rule. Thanks, Justice. Is this justice. justice from Greenville? be interested i don't i know uh, i know a justice i'm not good with last names either or first names so justice uh thanks for your support thanks for everybody uh you guys have been it's been therapeutic hanging out with you guys i need it uh and i need to uh i guess find something to believe in now something to believe in uh, and i can believe that this call is going to be good 252-228-5098 man thomas thomas here calling in to say hi to cody and uh Tony, and hey. um, we got about seven and a half minutes left to go in this game. What's up, buddy? Uh, Panthers' uh, defense looks so dejected as, dejected as I am. I just want this shit to be over with. 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you believe that the argument that they played hard shows that the uh, that the players support, you know, that he didn't lose the locker room? Do you believe that? Well, I believe it because the Panthers players that Brian Burns continue to go up and say we 100% believe that Matt Rule should be the coach next year. And it's like, you know, if, if, they're, if they're not bought in, they're not doing a good job leaving breadcrumbs that, you know, they're unhappy. Um, they continue to co-sign. Robbie Anderson does. Brian Burns does. So I don't know, man. Like, I, I get that you don't want to completely throw your head coach under the table, but I don't know what you're supposed to do in that scenario. Um, yeah, what could I, you say? Could you say we I, don't believe in this? We suck. I don't want to say that it's like they're going out Trying there half-assed. I think our players are playing their damnedest. I just think that we're not well coached. And our, our players don't even know that they're not well coached. Uh, so, you know, they, they're continuing to believe in this thing, but it's just not there, man. Um, and then also you hear this thing about, um, oh, it's just from West Virginia. So not not the one you're thinking of. Or or not okay. this justice. Not, not the one you're thinking of. The, but, um, well, thanks for yeah, the support. Uh, the... the where I I think I'm just falling apart here, man. And I am not a fire the coach guy, really. You know, I feel like um, for a long time I was, uh, you know, thinking that Ron Rivera was a good component of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I wasn't like, oh, we got to move on from this player. I haven't been too much of that in my past. I haven't um, even when it came to like people hating on Mike Shula back in the day. I felt like. Um, you know, it was just kind of easy, like throwing darts at this guy because, you know, you wanted it to be better. Um, I even with Marty Herney, I felt like, you know what I'm saying? There's another example is like I tried to be like, here's some good things that Marty Herney's done. So just firing him isn't just going to automatically make everything better. But when it comes to me moving off of Matt Rule is I think his message, like his messaging and the words that he's saying, the words that are fucking keep coming out of his mouth are just, like, uninspired to me. Like, I just don't even have any real reason to believe in him. Like, I'm trying to – so, I think it's time. Like, I think he he's – you know what? He might not have lost the locker room, but he lost me. He lost me. And I don't know if he ever had me. You know, he had to win, he had to prove it to me. I thought year one went better than I expected. I thought the team would look like this, like they did this year, last year. And uh, right now, I just don't think the problems uh, for the Carolina Panthers can be more directly pinned upon anybody than Matt Rule. It's his personnel. It was his offensive line. You know, it's his decision to get Sam Darn. I just don't know. Like, where else? We just can't. Why are we going to give him a multitude of a fucking excuses? But you ain't going to give nobody else that. Uh, yeah. Let's go hey, Sam Donald. Sam hey, Donald was Sam Donald was asked, uh, you know, was it, does he think that he earned the opportunity to start next year? And he says, "I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm just waiting to hear from Rule." So I'm just again, ready Sam, to go home. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, what is he going to be thinking? Do I deserve? I would say this is right now. Nothing is deserved in the NFL. Everything is earned, and I got to go out and earn it next year. That's what I would say. Um. Next call. Charleston, man, listen, I don't care that Matt Rule comes out next year and gets us in the playoffs or gets a winning record or wins a playoff game. I don't give a fuck. 
fuck him. Yeah. That man had Cam Newton sitting on the sideline at Bank of America Stadium playing his last game on the last drive. That means that meant nothing. He could have played him on that last drive as a final semi. But no. Fuck Matt Cool. But both players can do both. Get the fuck out of here. I agree. What a fucking clown. One has seventy five fucking rushing touchdowns. But both can do fuck off, Matt Rule. Fuck off forever. Yeah. May may Cam Newton sit his final game as a Panther. For Sam fucking Donald, the biggest dork in the history of the world. I, listen, dude, call me superficial. There is something that you can just see about a quarterback, and you can tell if they have a baller in them. I do not see that from Sam Donald. He makes terrible decisions. He gets flustered. Even if we build the offensive line, okay, he's not always going to have a pristine pocket. Every time the, the offensive line falters, what he's going to crumble and throw into double coverage. Sam should have had four more interceptions today. I, I mean, it looked like he was throwing right to where nothing but a bunch of Tampa Bay. Well, he was also getting slaughtered. Like that touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson was still like a prayer. You know what I'm saying? He got crushed. I mean, they were getting to him with no like, and and, and so I'm not trying to defend him. But like I again, I don't think anybody is going to be that successful. But I do think you're right. Is like you either you either you got it or you don't kind of thing. Yeah. And right now, there's not a lot of reason to believe that Sam Darnold has it. But I'm not even mad at Sam Darnold, man. I'm mad at Matt Rule. Matt Rule has used and abused these guys in a way that makes them look like the fall dude. Cam Newton. He asked, look. He he had Cam Newton save him, save the season momentarily by bringing him in, you know, and then he just cast him to the wayside as soon as it was like uh, something that could maybe get him one inch closer to keeping his job. Sam Darnold is a patsy, too, is you're going to bring in a guy who was a failure behind a bad offensive line and then put a bad offensive line for him to content and hope that he's not a failure again. I think this yeah. is that the circumstances of the Carolina Panthers, the DNA, the fingerprints are Matt Rule at the heart of it. He's the murderer. He murdered our season. He did it. His decisions. Um, and so he's number one on my hit list of justice. We need payback, Panthers. We need Panther fans. We need retribution. We call for justice. And we not do. justice in West Virginia. You're cool for your support. And also Kieran Choi. Very cool for your support. $20 love bond. A lot of generosity in times of pain around here for the Panther fans. This season defines pain, she says. How about that? Uh, thank you for your support. Let's go to the next Thanks, call, Kenny. Please. Hey, guys. This is A.U. again. Wasn't able to watch the game because it's blacked out in my area. Thank Instead, God. I'm watching Miami close out a win against New England. Thank you. While my team's not doing good, as long as the Patriots are losing, I'm okay with that. Um, here, Matt Rule's staying for another another year. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the draft. The draft. What are we going to do with it? I still think we need to trade back. I want to hear what you guys think. Keep pounding. We'll get Keep pounding. Trade back. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Tony, the, 
when you're talking about a top six pick, or you know, uh, yeah, you have to realize, man, you're talking about a uh, a really good football player, you know, in, in the top ten, uh, top ten pick in the draft. Um, so yeah, man, I don't, I really don't know. Um, a lot of people want to trade back. Um, but man, what if there's a really good offensive lineman staring us right in the face? Um, another thing that I don't want, uh, I want to put this out there now. So that way it's not too much of a surprise. You know, don't be surprised if we end up falling in love with the defensive player. I mean, I don't think a guy like Aiden Hutchinson would fall too far, but that's a really good player too. I can already see Tony rolling his eyes, but you can never, um, you have to expect the unexpected with the Carolina Panthers. Whenever you think they should do one thing in the draft, they're going to turn around and do the other. And we know that, man. We ha- we already know that. So it might make, you know be a common sense to trade back, but there's not enough evidence to say that we will. Um, I don't know if we've ever traded back in the first round, right? Um, I, I, it's, it, this is a conversation we have every draft, by the way. Right. I mean, think about it. Is there been a time in, uh, you know, there's always that moment in the preparation for the draft that you either say trade up or trade down. Right. No, rarely is. I don't know if there's ever been an offseason where everybody goes, should we not consider either? Right. I mean, like the fan base is going to kind of tease and speculate on that. But you also have to have other teams that want to trade up. That would be worth it for them to trade up. And it just seems like out of the, all the years where those circumstances were ideal, like last year you saw San Francisco do it, I just don't know if you're either in the spot to get a giant trade-up. And what would that person, what would that team be looking for? Looking for? Maybe uh, I am cool with a trade back if you drop from like 6 to 12 and you get an additional first or something like that, or right, and you need to accumulate some draft capital but why didn't we do that last year then why didn't we do that last year and then the, the idea of us passing on an offensive lineman again like just again would just it just seems like it seems like insanity to just replay it over they're very well there better be a badass motherfucker that you're drafting in the fur at six at defensive end that's like clowny material for me to be interested in not just getting the best offensive lineman on the board. Like, I don't even really care. It's just like, that's the answer. My last point I will make on this, Cody, I'll turn the mic over to you. Saw a lot of comments in the chat room about Jim Harbaugh. And right now to the point of this is that first Jim Harbaugh kicked ass with San Francisco. So it would be totally cool with that hire. Second, when it comes to trade up, trade back, picking whoever we're going to pick, I don't have any confidence that Matt rule is going to make the right selection. So here's the thing is like, even I don't even know what the answer is to do at six, whatever Matt rule suggests, I would say, don't do that. I don't know how we could give him the authority to make this pick. Well, he has, he has the authority. He has final say so on all football decisions, all football operations. Uh, Matt rule is our Panther daddy as much as we hate that shit. And if that's the case, then the problems with this team are because of him. Right? All of them. If this is a personnel deficiency, there's a person that put together this personnel. All right. Uh, 252-228-5098. Hey, C3. 
Oh, it's Noah. Know. Sorry for the language, boy. Noah, we sorry, brother. Suck. <laughs> we suck. Now, tell me how in the beginning of the football season, we were doing amazing. I mean, amazing. Yeah, like we won three games. And now, from there, it's just a downfall. A downfall. Like, what's going on? We pay Sam Donald about half of a million dollars. And this dude make pick after pick. We played good in the first half. And it, it's just stupid. It's stupid. We played so freaking We played good in the beginning of the season. And now it's just, uh, I just to say, um, hope everybody had a nice 2021 season. Um, I mean, this is stupid. Hope I'll have a good day. We suck. Fire Matt Rule. I mean, the kid's got it. He's right. Sorry for the language, Noah. Sorry, Noah's parents. Uh, they're probably not going to get better. Uh, it does reflect this season. But Noah's right is that um, – and that's why I just don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm scared that what you argued for keeping Marty Herney around for an additional year – like the kick the can down the road mentality. I think that that is a more reasonable argument for Matt rule, bringing Matt rule back for a third year than even it was for Marty Herney. At some point, it's just like, even under the best of circumstances, think of what, what was the best thing that's going to happen? You're going to go get a offensive coordinator that you probably want to be your head coach. Then if it's, if he fixes it that quickly, um, are going to all of a sudden land a big-time quarterback in a trade and get an offensive line? Well, first, that's all. Like, there's, there's three magical things that need to happen. But say two of the three happen, is it what's going to really change with Matt Rule being in control? I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. Um, yeah, embarrassing is the word that continues to um, – come to the top of my head it's just an it's an embarrassment man it's like uh, i i hate that the panthers we're like we're in purgatory man no teams no fans of other teams are going to think of the carolina panthers as a contender like the secret is out everybody knows that the panthers suck the fans know it it would take an incredible surprise and frankly it would take matt rule um, learning and fixing a bunch of his own deficiencies in the off season before before we can have faith in this team. But I he, I, seeing as how terrible his talent evaluation is, I find it hard to believe that that's going to change yeah. anytime soon. There is no evidence, right? There is a. It's like at the point. At what point does it become data? You know, uh, instead of just speculation. Uh, next call. I just want to say one more thing. What is the reason to have Cam Newton on a pool <laughs> if you only gonna play him one snap? Like, come You're on, an ambassador, like, if you bro. Play him, if you if you gonna play him like one snap, it should never been no reason for you to put him on a team. Like, I, I just don't know. We should go get to Sean, even if you want to come to Charlotte. I doubt that. 
If I could name one person to send to represent us with David Tepper, it would be Noah. <laughs> that would be who I would send on our behalf. He's our emissary to David Tepper. Uh, because, like, at the end of the day, the arguments are just right. You know, is it's just right. And I really do not know. Somebody asked, what do you think about the names with the offensive coordinator that they're floating out there? Um, and right now, they said you're going to lure away the offensive coordinator from L.A. to come to Carolina. Why? Because he wants more authority, I guess, because Sean McVay is like really their guy, I guess. That's that's one name I've heard. I've heard Jay Gruden. I've heard Bill O'Brien. Um, I don't know uh, any other names that you've heard, but I don't know how. I could, if I'm Matt Rule and I go say, man, look, I just got to get an experienced offensive coordinator to take some of the load off of me. Like, if I was my, if David Tepper looking at him saying that, I would be like, uh, two, but, but now we're talking about this, homie? Kevin O'Connell is the other name being uh, floated. He's the offensive coordinator for the LA Rams, uh, who lost today to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but yeah, he is a target. Um, frankly, to be honest, I, I want that one the most. I'd prefer it to be Kevin O'Connell. And if Matt Rule gets fired uh, at the you middle of the season the next coach. year, yeah, you just make him the head coach. I'm for it, man. I right, am for it. Next call. Uh, yeah, this is Zach Harris from Canapolis. Hope y'all having a good evening. That, I got Zach? one thing to say about this game, and I'm totally pissed off about it. Why in the fuck did Cam Newton not start? Why in the hell did not play him on the fourth and inches? Why not play him on the goal line? Why didn't they do these things? No, it's after spite work cam. You know what I'm saying? I think it's bullshit. Uh, I don't know. Hubbard did good. Um, I was very impressed with him. He and ran then the they ball stopped good. Playing him. You know, Donald, he looked okay. But, I mean, at the same time, every time he gets hit, he has a little contact. He fumbles the ball. I don't understand that. You give Cam the ball and he runs, he doesn't fumble the ball. Oh, well, Cam throws interceptions. Cam throws interceptions. Okay, well, look at John today. I mean, what is that? What And what's with the fourth and inches? I mean, you know, we, we could have been up by at least a couple more points, and we could have had a better fighting chance. I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy. What's y'all's opinion? Help you're, y'all not, you're not going crazy, man. That's our coach. Our coach puts us in disadvantageous positions. He puts our players, he puts our team in a position to fail. On fourth and one, he thought Sam Donald was just as good on a quarterback sneak as Cam Newton because he wants to do everything his way. He knows better, but his ego was too fucking big. 
and he did you know he's willing to live and die with Sam Darnold. And he dude, he he needs to die with Sam Darnold. Not in real life, but he needs to be kicked off of this team for his actions and how bad he has made this season. We did not have to be five and twelve this season, Panther fans. We did not. But coaching and aptitudes made it so. If uh, I think that as people have this discussion about offensive coordinator right now, uh, Cody in the chat, as people call in and talk about it and ask these questions, all of the answers, if you were to give Matt Rule the opportunity to hire somebody else and run it back next year with a new coordinator, right? I think all of the scenarios that come about show the reasons you should fire Matt Rule right now. And that is if the uh, the team all of a sudden and the offense starts cooking like right away, it's because you brought in somebody that knew how to fix it, that they went and told you what to do at quarterback and what to do at personnel, and you leaned on their expertise entirely, so they should be the coach. If it's If you have any problems with this team and starting out uh, slow out the gate or not looking competitive on either side of the ball, every call is going to be to fire Matt Rule and, and name whoever the offensive coordinator is as the interim coach. The idea that a former head coach is going to help Matt Rule at this point is too little too late. He should have done this in the beginning. He should have done this in the beginning. And then to tell me, that the reason that you stepped outside your comfort zone and hired a guy in Joe Brady that you had not worked with before and that probably was, you know, in retro uh in retrospect, you know, something that you felt like was trying to be bold but probably wasn't the best move. Now you're going to go and hire somebody that you haven't worked with? Was he going to go hire Tom Coughlin? It's so dumb. It's bad. I, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a reasonable scenario where even when things go right, that points that Matt Rule is the answer for it. Uh, next call. Yeah, uh, Cody here, uh, young Panther fan. Been calling for a couple of times, but uh, up, I missed it the last couple of weeks. No, nah, but uh, I've been watching the Panthers this year. This is the first year I've watched every minute of every game, so. Big opportunity for Boy, me to actually God bless you. experience a full Carolina Panther season. But I was watching this last Bucks game. Like you can, Tony Romo. I was I was hearing from him, and like I ain't a big Tony Romo fan, but he was right. Like Sam Donald cannot like continually get pressure, and he, it don't matter who we got at QB, even if it's Cam. Like you look, our quarterbacks play really good at the beginning of the game. Like, really good. Like, Darnold was, what, 9 for 9 in the Saints game first quarter? Or 11 for 11, something like that? He's 100% pass completion. And that offensive line continues to get bullied. He continues to get pressured. He's got to get the ball off quicker. It's on his mind. They play more scared. They're not going to step up in the pocket. Now they're going to get hit every single play. Uh, you see Robbie Anderson, like, half-ass running his route. Like, that was the Sam interception today. Like, we, we don't have a – we don't have a system right now that's, that's beneficial to a quarterback. And it sucks to say that because that's one of our biggest issues as quarterbacks. But we don't have a system right now. And then you got people saying we don't got linebacker depth, which we don't. I'm not going to agree with that or disagree with that. We have no linebacker depth, no safety depth. We have corner depth. I'm not even going to say we have D tackle depth. We have 
barely edge rushers. We don't have no depth really anywhere. Uh, certainly not the offensive line. You could even argue we don't have receiver depth if you want to go that far. No tight end depth. We we don't have any. So you say off people say offensive line their biggest need, which I still think it is. And then you got people saying we take take a quarterback. We can't take a quarterback because we don't have a team to benefit a quarterback or help a quarterback. I don't know. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I agree. I agree. I'm to the point where until Sam Darnold coughed the ball up on the fumble and uh, on the pit and the interception today, I was warming to the idea of like, let's just use them again next year. It's going to suck. We're going to suck, but let's continue to allocate all of this uh, towards building for the future in the offensive line going forward. In fact, I don't know if that's the worst idea still. Um, I just don't think that it should be made by Matt Rule. I don't think the decision to either try to just build the offensive line and look for the quarterback later on should be made by a guy who isn't going to be with the team after 2022. If you're not going to find, you know what I'm saying? If you don't believe there's a pathway for Matt Rule to keep his job in 2023, then let's just go ahead and end this right now. Because I don't. I don't see a pathway. What would the Panthers have to be next year for us to say in 2023 that it's time that we can, we're, we're going to run it one more time with Matt Rule? I don't see a scenario where it's realistic. No, I mean even even if we're marginally better, like if we're nine and seven and, and just narrowly make the playoffs, like I mean, what would be? Again, Panther fans have gotten so used to mediocrity. I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, well, that's good. It's an improvement, you know, where at least eight or nine wins is eight or nine wins. And but what like, would the Panthers have to do to get nine wins next year? I think it's like a Herculean-like task with this roster, with the way, like the caller said, is that it's not just offensive line. It would be one thing if it was just an offensive line, but there are questions at wide receiver. There are questions at tight end. There are questions. You don't know who your quarterback is. You don't know who your running back is. You don't know if Christian McCaffrey, you know what I'm saying? Like, is like, what do you know about this team that even makes nine and seven? I think if we did preseason forecasts of games and you said that the Panthers were going to win nine games, I would say that is more unrealistic than it was for us that people were saying we were going to win 11 games this year. Yeah. And by the way, the schedule next year is brutal, if not worse than it was this year. Definitely worse than it was this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah it, I think it's, it's time to tear the Band-Aid off. I am where Cody was about Marty Herney. I'm about that with Matt Rule. Next call. I'm right there with you, man. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. What's up, Chuck? You know, my call earlier talked about how pissed I was with Matt Rule. You got the greatest player, and if not the greatest player, definitely in your first hand, top five, if not the greatest player in Panther history, Cam Newton. (laughs) You bring this guy in like you did, and you don't even give the man a chance to score. He just scored on that play. And my God, if I'm oh, wrong, yeah. he at least picked up the foot and got a first down. And I think the outcome of the game now, we would have probably won no. But I tell you, by the end of the third quarter, we probably got a tie ball game. It, we just, Matt Rule don't know what the fuck he's doing. And then they just and marched down. And here's another point. It ain't just our coaching right staff. 
And the sorry-ass fans who are Green Bay or Tom Brady or New Orleans or I root for New England because they win or whoever it is, the flavor of the week, that don't like Carolina, except for when we were riding high with Cam and Luke. The freaking commentator made a damn comment, and I want to say it was, I don't know which one it was. I thought it was damn uh, Boomer Sison, but I, I could be wrong. But whoever the dumbass was that made the comment during our game, between the series I've been playing for so many years, uh, Tampa Bay leaves the all-time series. Bullshit. Going into today's game, we've got a 24 to 18 advantage against Tampa in our history. 24 to 18. 24 to 19 now. They finally got a four game winning streak, longest they've ever had because of Tom Brady. The only reason why we played Atlanta and New Orleans more, if you remember our brief history, for 27, 28 years is because we started in the same division with Atlanta, New Orleans, the Rams, and San Fran. When they broke up the NFC West and started the NFC South, Tampa and Atlanta went with us. I mean, Atlanta and New Orleans went with us, and we added Tampa from the NFC Central. How can a dumbass announcer make a comment that they lead the all-time series? That's pitiful, lazy, freaking journalism. Even I, as a Panther fan, know that that's the one team in our division we have actually got an advantage of in overall wins. If somebody makes a stupid comment like that, and some dumbass that hardly watches any games like Brady fans or pick up on that and believe it that it's a God's honest truth that Tampa Bay's got the overall series lead. Look the shit up, you dumbasses. <laughs> I love um, the simplicity of it. Like, yeah, no, you're on air. You're talking. You should make it a point to know what the fuck you're talking about and, and, and say the right shit. I don't know. It's pretty embarrassing. I want to go. I want to go back to a conversation that you meant. You mentioned when you said that uh, Panther fans uh, okay with mediocrity, right? Um, yep. That I think was a very valid criticism for a while with our team. You know, in fact, is that seven and nine, nine and seven, the flip flop, never having the back to back winning seasons. It's never, it's just like your porridge. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. Like, I mean, seven and nine, nine and seven seems like a dream at this point. What I'm saying is this, is that if that argument had any legs to it, that we were okay with mediocrity, then we have to say that for the past five years of not winning more than five games or whatever the hell it's been, that now we have been, if we don't get rid of Matt Rule at this point and go a different direction, then we're not just content with mediocrity. We're content with the Lucy. doldrums. Yeah. yeah, the doldrums of of entering a newfound land where you said this is that you're comparing us with names like the Lions, like the Jags, like like uh, like the Texans. I have never in my entire history as a Panther fan, and I've been with the team since since uh, Julius Peppers was drafted. That's when I became a like a hardcore panther fan football fan i've never felt like we were in that conversation i would have fought somebody i would have told you this i would talk man we're a young franchise that's been to a to a super bowl twice that have been that's one our that you know we in our second season uh the fucking cowboys and ended their era and went into you know like i mean like we have we're a story of a team that should that's done better than it should have 
right? That's kind of played above its station for a while. But now we're entering a conversation where that is a long time ago. It's starting to become a long time ago. And I don't want that stink on me, man. Once you get that stink. It's already on us, man. We've had, we haven't had a winning season in four seasons. It's on us. It, we can't get it off of us. They That's say just that how it is, man. There are, there are people in the legal field that talk about the stink that gets on you as soon as you enter, like if you get arrested or any, you get in the system. And the and their and the way they describe it is that it doesn't matter if you're innocent, guilty. If you got a fair shake, you got a good shake, you got anything, you're in the system now, and you got to stink on you. And it's like hard to wash off. It is hard to wash off. One winning season ain't gonna get rid of the stink. Uh, we got to get rid of this fool though. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hey guys, listen. You know what? Let's just Just cut the bullshit, you know? Some of these players are playing hard because they know that chances are maybe or maybe not a new head coach will know their shit and they ain't going to fucking play them. The next head coach ain't going to say uh, that uh, John Miller's great and keep him. The next head coach ain't going to look at the the flunkies that's playing safety and say, you're great, we're going to keep your ass. They gonna cut them bitches, and you know let, let's let's be let's be honest. Matt Rule, what kind of or no, not Matt Rule. He's an idiot anyway. David Tepper, what kind of dope you on, dude? Do you really think a stud uh, quarterback's gonna come to your fucking team with Matt Rule, your fucking head coach, and this trash ass offensive line? Really, what kind of moron are you? And another thing, do you really think a, a rock star offensive coordinator is going to race to join the Panthers because they're so fucking great? Moron. I mean, what kind of fucked up idiot in the head going to believe that, that Bill O'Brien's going to come here and be offensive coordinator and uh, 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 Deshaun Watson's going to drop his new trade clause and race down there to join it? And even if he would, what the fuck we going to give him? A first round pick and a fried bologna sandwich. I mean, damn. And and one little thing again that not real not a lot to do with football. Some folks in the chat, if you don't know the truth about a retired player or a player that's left for whatever reason, don't make up shit about it. Just say you don't know. Don't make up shit. Tell everybody it's the truth because it makes you feel better. Reading between the lines is bullshit. Real Keekly left the Panthers for his own personal reasons. If you read the truth, you find that. If you want to make up shit because it makes your stuck-up want to be life better, you do that. But you're oh, a moron stop, if you do. Stop. Y'all have be a great nice. day. Play nice. Well, I long for the days it. where uh, I long for the days where the callers used to call in and do imitate impersonations of each other. That's how bad this is, man. We're turning on each other at this right. point. Chat um, room turning on the chat room. I think that uh, is is it. Kenneth, is that yeah. is that Panthers pickle? Yeah. Um, I think he is one hundred percent right about the um, like who are you going to bring in, right? It's like imagine uh, imagine uh, calling up 
uh, Aaron Rodgers, who has had all the problems he's had in um, Green Bay or somebody else, anybody with repute, and or or whatever coordinator you say this, this is the guy that's going to be coaching you. Can, can, can you can see, see me, please? please? Hey, let, let me just, just say this now. now. Saying, saying yes, sir, sir does not mean you're coachable, coachable right? Go for it. Like, Aaron Rodgers. Something to them and they're like, they want to argue. They go, yes, sir. That's, that's not, not coachable, and I do not want to coach that guy. guy. Like, if you're not out here at every play, you don't want to be coached. Like, if every play, you're not trying to get better. Okay, saying yes, sir, does not mean you're coachable. Looking someone in the eye, having like football conversations, means you're coachable. If every play, you're perfect. Then- I hope you guys could hear that. Um, was it was it doing a? Uh, yeah, for some a reason, it comes, it comes to yours also. So I'm using your like, microphone, but yeah, everyone heard it. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just like, that's the message. Yeah. I mean, shut up. I mean, why, why didn't we, why weren't we onto this? Why didn't we know it sooner? Can I tell you what I make of that, that little clip right there? We want guys that are coachable. If you don't like being coached, but then get out and go somewhere else. That is code speak for saying we want guys that are going to do what the fuck we say that aren't going to have a big personality that are going to come in and they're going to be yes men. They're going to do the things that we want them to do that we tell them to do. Basically guys that have, you know, weak will that will come in and just say, yes, coach, yes, coach, yes, coach. And sometimes you should do that. But I also think he's telling you that like, if you're not uh, a certain kind of player, we don't want you on the football team. I think it also tells us that he buys his own brand more than anybody. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to make you better in this one week. In this one point, like I am, like I think he thinks he's cooler than he is. Like, oh, like what sure. do you mean? Like, all you just said was it's coach seven Jay-Z. times in a row. You just coached, all you did was say coach seven times in a row, but you didn't even tell us, like, what, what did you in that moment do that made the players go execute that last play better? Right? Like, where was the coaching? And that's what I'm saying is like, I think he acts like he. It, I think Dave Gettleman fell into this trap where they started buying their own product more than anybody. Um, and they thought they became the most important part. I thought Ron Rivera slightly did this after the Super Bowl where they thought that they were the most important part. Right. It's like, well, I'm the reason we're here. I feel like that moment right here says that this is a me moment for Matt Rule. And I'm the smartest dude in the room, and I'm going to coach you, and I'm going to coach you. And all of a sudden, you're going to know football better than anybody because I said coach yeah. 72 times in a row. And compete. Compete. Don't forget compete. We're going yeah. to coach you up, and we want guys that can compete. We're going to have a lot of competing here on this team. Next call. Tom Brady is a homosexual. Yeah, what? <laughs> All right. Uh, surprised we haven't got more right stuff there. like that. Uh, next call. Hey, babe. When you get off work, you think you can bring my hemorrhoid cream home with you? I left it over at your house. All right, babe. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, God. Next call. I like this Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Colonel Sports Guy. Chuck, he's getting sadder <laughs> by the moment. Tonight. I, I've just had an epiphany. I've always been anti- Ron Rivera to this day, uh, I've never want to see him back. I think he underachieved. But Matt Rule's a total another turd under the shoe 
of Ron Rivera. This son of a bitch. We would have won ten we games with Ron Rivera. A joke. That's my team. It's the team I, I root for. So. I'm not rooting for anybody else. I had somebody last night when I was on Walmart doing some shopping. They had the Green Bay little Bonnie and on and their Green Bay shirt and the guy's got his good looking wife with him, nice body, had her little booties on and everything. Nice <laughs> just she looked fine. Her her Aaron Rodgers jersey on and even her kid had a Green Bay and I walked up to him. And uh oh you're a rated this family any gear. And I just put my Oh, you know what, Ken? Okay. I'm on the back of my hand with my Panther tattoo. I said, yeah, I'll watch a little football. Yeah, because I, I, I got to replay this. I'm sorry. I'm a football fan. I won't wear any gear. And I just put my, 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 my plume up in your face. I said, I'm on the back of my hand with my Panther tattoo. I said, yeah, I'll watch a little football. Yeah, because I, I wear it on my skin. And it means the world to me with this team. We just suck. But, man, Matt Rule just – I have no respect for what he did for Cam Newton. What Cam Newton has meant to the fans. And, you know, you've got the fans over here that are anti-Cam, that are Panther fans, and the fans that love Cam and are Panther fans because of that. But let me tell you what Matt fucking Rule did to Cam today. Common sense, if you're a decent coach, would tell you. Let me put the best Russian quarterback in the game in on this fourth and a foot. To either pick up the first round if not the touchdown. Wouldn't it be great to see Cam walk off at least with one more rush and touchdown, give a man glory? You denied us that. What the hell was Matt Rule thinking? So screw him. I don't care if we start out eight and no next year. I don't have any more respect for him. Same thing with I had lost for, for Ron Rivera years ago, even then when we went to the Super Bowl and fifteen and one that year, I still had a feeling we were short a coach. I really didn't buy in. And I'm not buying into Matt Rule now. I'm turning on him. I'm already looking for the next coach, no matter what he does. And I'll always be a Panther fan. I'm always going to root for the players we have. And people like Jermaine Carter have to go. And, of course, we're going to probably end up losing Hassan Reddick or Frankie Louvu and who the hell knows who else. I'm always going to be a Panther fan. But Matt Rule can just – Ship his fucking ass right out the door. Fitterer better get with Tepper. Start getting each other's ear. Start looking for a coach worth a damn. And it doesn't have to be today, but they need to go ahead and yeah, start. Yeah, actually, it needs to be. I don't think a rule. Um, look, this is how bad it is. Is Chuck is meeting people in damn the grocery store and dressing them down, They're dressing some twelve year old kid down <laughs> for, for liking football for not being a Panther fan. He's been, he's in a he's in a dark place, folks. That's what the Panthers um, will do to you. It is. Like It'll bring the place. darkness out on you. Um, it's yeah. like the the ring. I oh by the way, I started reading Lord of the Rings. Like I'm gonna. Oh, I've been really? reading a ton lately. I've read so much in the last couple of months and i was like and uh i'm on this and i'm not a fantasy i'm not a fiction guy not a fantasy thing but i'm i'm, I'm doing it i'm gonna read this book and i'm already getting but the ring it that makes you it brings out the darkness dude like to a certain you yeah. know it's like the panthers are doing that to uh poor chuck and like this kid's traumatized and his mother is like worried about her kid's mental health about like now he's going to be a soccer fan after this moment um <laughs> but i think this is have you ever 
Um, and I know, look, is I, and this isn't, I'm not trying to say you're a young fan, Cody, because I mean, but you are younger than me, right? And I'm not the oldest. So like, I don't have this like great football memory and history to me, right? Like some people do, particularly of older organizations, but I can't think of a single player person uh, that has been more reviled. I mean, like we're just, I guess, I, I said Ray Carruth is the only person because he murdered, you know, murder, you know, had a hit taken out on a pregnant one, his pregnant girlfriend, on his own kid. But like, I don't think that there's a, a voice that is supportive of Matt rule. Like, I mean, even like, where's Mel Mayock today? Like, even like, what are we really going to say? Like, I've That's never not. seen such a singular solo harmonious chant against a person with this organization than Matt rule at this point. Panthers a lot. Like I can't see what there is the, they are, I would be astonished. Like, how could you even, I feel sorry for the dude. I'm, I don't feel sorry for him. Sorry. That's wrong. But like, he doesn't have like his own wife turned on him probably at this point. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And yeah, even Panther, uh, even Matt rule supporters are not very vocal today man uh, they I mean, can't be they can't be i mean it's like i'm a god bless i mean you just feel so but there are none like, by the way we're essentially talking about one Matt rule supporter like it's not like that, that's what i'm trying to say there are none look you can yeah. look at our chat room we have 177 people and uh, i mean no one is in the chat room defending Matt idea. rule yeah no one's saying that Matt rule should stay that we're too hard on Matt rule literally no one panther fandom is united behind our mistrust of Matt Rule. And rightfully so. We haven't been shown anything that says that we should trust it. Um, so, yeah. Think know, about man, Cam Newton. Think about this, is that Cam Newton is the greatest quarterback we've had. The first superstar in our history. And he didn't even have unified support Right. Or hate. Right. It's like he split the fan base. There's a group of people that were adamantly saying that he's not a quarterback. Right. But there were then there's this other half. Right. There has been people who said Ron Rivera is a tough, you know, putting together a hard nosed team defense is not sexy all the time, but he deserves to be the coach. And he brought us a great amount of success. But then you had this other group of people like Chuck who said Ron Rivera is not the answer and he's holding us back. You had this about Marty Herney. About the, there's always been some sort of voice. May I'll be at minority at some point, but there is no voice. There is no except for Ian Rappaport. I mean, there's yeah. no voice, and I like I'm, I'm I'm begging you, I'm begging you, anyone to put together a reasonable case. Of why Matt Rule should be the quarterback, I mean, be the head coach in 2022. I'm. I'll even say a partially unreal. I'll even accept partially unreasonable. I feel like that person. Imagine being the attorney who has like someone murdered somebody right on camera. Like all the DNA is there. Like all the evidence is there. Have to defend them. And then, but you got to go defend them and you got to put together. And, and the, and the guy goes, I will not plead not guilty. So you, as a, like your ethical, you code, yeah. you have to go put together some sort of defense yeah. and trot out some witnesses. Like what's the plan for that's the case. 
that you are have going to have to build for Matt Rule at this point. All right, let's I mean, go next it's though. essentially Matt hey, Mayock and Ian Rappaport are the only ones, the only ones defending Matt Rule willing to make those cases. And I don't even know if it's a, his case is like even like even it's like on drugs at this point. Like if you have anything like to <laughs> say, like, it's it's like to make excuses for no one but him is what it requires. It would, you know, it was like um, because I think the most damning evidence against rule is him turning on his own. Firing Joe Brady shows that like he don't know what's going, you know, like and I'm not saying like if it was just, hey, we don't have Christian McCaffrey in an offensive line then firing Joe Brady wasn't a wise decision. Losing that continuity going forward. If you believe, like, I don't even think Matt Rule believes the arguments for why he should have a job next year. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think he does either. Uh, By the way, uh, real quick, CK isn't in the building today, but we've got 173 strong people watching it's the final Panthers post-game therapy session of the season. This is that subscriber shame, y'all. You know you have more fun here bitching about the Panthers with us than you do actually watching this piss-poor football team. Please hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. C3 isn't going anywhere. We never take you know, we never take off, man. We're here all year round, season, off-season. We do what we got to do, man. So... Hit that like, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, and hit that notification bell for every time we go live when we start doing this draft content, which is going to be very, very soon. I really hope we're having a who are we going to hire as head coach conversation soon because it is going to be a shitty conversation because I'm not going to be able to get hype about any offensive coordinator. And You know what? Actually, I am. I am now rooting for our offensive coordinator to be the person I want to be the head coach. So Jim Harbaugh, I want him to be our offensive coordinator. I want um, this Greg Roman, yeah, Greg <laughs> Roman, want him as our offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy, offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Here it comes. Next call. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston again. What's up, Kevin? I was going to throw out some potential OC names. Uh, to no, me, number right on one time. should be Jim Caldwell. I mean, this guy had winning seasons in Detroit, you know, as a head coach. Uh, and another one is the Titans uh, quarterback coach. He's been there since 2018. He's done wonders with, you know, Tannehill. Uh, his name is Pat O'Hare. I think he'd be great. He's been there since 2018. Why not? He used to be a quarterback himself. Um, you know, but to me, it's, it's Jim Caldwell, number one. We should be targeting. He's a rock star. The rock star we need. Peace. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of shitty. I think this is that um, I, I think going outside the building is what you need to do. But, like, I feel bad for his boy Jeff Nixon almost. Like, you gave him a little taste of it. You made him take the questions off your back for a minute. But you didn't have an opportunity either. Um, what do you what do you think about those names, those two names? Uh, um, ones actually. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen the, again. Since we're not like talking head like coach, Caldwell. yeah, we're just talking about play calling abilities. Um, I wouldn't mind really any of the guys that you said, even Caldwell. 
Caldwell is a guy that has experience. Um, again, when he was a head coach, it was with the Detroit Lions, and everybody kind of knows what kind of crap they've been through. But I also just compared us to them. So, you know, I really don't know. Well, he did like, get, he got fired after like a – I mean, like you said, lead them to the playoffs. Eleven and five. They were actually okay. You know, had some moments, and then he got fired, which is crazy. But I think you just raised the the big issue here for me is that bringing in an offensive coordinator, even a veteran, a seasoned one, right, a guy that's had experience as a head coach, maybe or something like this. If it's just play calling. I would say that the play calling could have been better this year, but that's every year we say that about every coordinator when you're not winning games by 40. I don't think play calling was the at the top of the list of problems for this team. I mean, yeah, you could say, man, you could have done a little bit better with the play calling with some screens and helped the offensive line out that sucked. I mean, there's some things you could have maybe done that helped Donald and helped the offensive line be not as bad as they are. But right now, I think the problem with this team is the inexperience as the head coach in personnel picking. Like in the personnel development and the way you have put together the vision of an off of your team going forward, unless you're bringing in this coordinator to be more than just an offensive coordinator, but an offensive like consultant advisor, head coach, consultant advisor is the play calling alone going to fix anything mm, i mean alone no i mean it, it again we have to upgrade our protection and we have to upgrade our quarterback position too like listen was sam was sam good today you know no but he also wasn't you know terrible and he wasn't the main issue like you were saying earlier but i have no belief in sam Darnold. I, and I, that doesn't make me a bad fan for not believing in him. I signed, It's like I said earlier, Tony. I signed up for this experiment one year. One year I was willing to do this shit. Hey, Sam Donald's been in a terrible place in his career. We're going to try and bring him here and rejuvenate him. Okay, well, but someone who had numbers as terrible as Sam Donald, I'm only going to buy that line of goods one time. This was your year to do that, to actually put players around him, and and he didn't do it, man. Like no, right. we did not do it. I, I, I'm done with this. I don't want. It's just to kicking the can down the road. It's the problems are bigger than Sam Darnold, but that's not a defense to bring him back and 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 keep it. <laughs> Please, Cody, I need your support. I'm telling you, actually, he's the lead, he's not the number one of our problem. The number one problem is the head coach. And the way he's put together the staff and the team, and, and it's too little, too late. Surrounding yourself with guys that have experience now is too little, too late, right? Should have done that from the beginning. Um, on top of that, uh, giving him another opportunity to make decisions that impact the long-term future of this team is also problematic. And I don't think uh, changing a couple of little parts is the answer. It's, it's the guy driving the car. That's the freaking problem. And um, the last thing is uh, actually there is no last thing. I was out escape my mind. Next call. You know what's sad? What's sad is is that I saw the Jaguars, the Jets. I mean, what's up, 
better team, a better team than we were. I felt like they had more promise than we had. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I just think it's amazing that Matt Rule is really willing to die on this Sam Darnold Hill. And yeah. then he had the audacity to say that Sam Darnold could do the same things that Cam Newton could. Then he did them, and it was a disaster. I mean, fourth and one, he couldn't even get one yard. He's fumbling the ball. Then you got, you know what I'm saying, a read option play. He can't even read option right. Like, this is like, I, yeah. I've never seen anything like this in Panther history. Like, I, I have just never seen anything like this. Like, Agreed. And, Agreed. I mean, the sad part is, is that had he put Cam Newton in there, the momentum would have shifted probably in their direction because you guys know just like I do that football is a game of momentum. And so he takes the momentum off his own team. Like, I just don't understand. Then all of these timeouts, challenging it, as if he was convinced that Sam got one yard, like, and wasted timeouts again. Like, oh, my God. And then think about it. Grunt got paid a million dollars today because our defense was so bad. Then he had the nerve to say that Jeremy Chen would have made a difference. Is he really this moronic? Like, is he really? I, I just, oh my God, yes, y'all. Yes, Shalika. Yes, it is. I, don't, I can't do a season, a, a whole nother season it is. Like, this guy is nuts. Like, and I've never seen nuts on this level. Like, this is depressing. No offensive coordinator is going to want to come and work behind him because it's obvious he has no idea what's going on or what he's doing. Nobody. Oh, my God. Like, it is a, oh, my God. Just, tell I can't it. even believe it. Like, tell it, Shalika. Like, it's a disaster. <sighs> this is my exact point. This is my exact point. This is where um, it's almost even unfair to blame uh, his downfall on Sam Darnold. I I think that the it's even bigger than that and more problematic than even Sam Darnold. I think he is just one more big piece of evidence in the damnation, the damning case against Matt Rule. Um, and I'm not saying that, and I'm with you, Cody, this is not for me saying that this is like a, the Darnold experiment needs to be beyond year yeah. one. But again, you're almost still, there is still like, um, in some ways we were hoping to see that Adam Gase was Sam Darnold's problem, right? And now there is an argument that Adam Gase's problem was Sam Darnold. That one has actually come into the spotlight. And then on top of that, you could almost make an argument that Matt Rule is more of a problem for Sam Darnold than even Adam Gase was. Probably, man. Dude, how fucking terrible is that? That we're comparing Matt Rule to Adam Gase. Like it's worse We've than Adam Gase. Duped. Yes. We have been duped. We were yeah. this entire yeah. fan base, David Tepper. David Tepper bought, was duped. David Tepper got duped. The most expensive snake oil from one of the hey say what you want about matt rule he's a damn good snake oil salesman they a lot of people compare him to a used car salesman um or a car salesman in general and i don't want to i feel like that is offensive to car salesmen i think that what matt rule did is sold 
um, David Tepper the extended warranty on a brand new car or an extended warranty on a pro. You know, it's never a good idea to buy the warranty. Yeah. Like rarely is it. Usually the warranty only is like, is first of all, the manufacturer warranty is for the first year. If you get a two year, you're really buying a Like it's, we were sold the warranty. We got so enamored by this awesome warranty. We forgot to look at the product that also sucked. Next call. Fuck the box. My rule. Can't fucking tell Yeah. I love the random ones. The random ones are by far the best. All right. Next. They make me smile the most. Oh, yes. Just dress down the guy that paid for my. Bro, Mark has always been with with uh, Jerry Richardson. Oh, charge. You know, Sam Mills, the keep pounding motto, keep pounding. Guys, we keep playing like this. It's going to be keep floundering. Because for the last five years, we have done nothing but flip-flop and just fuck around and lose every way possible. Keep floundering. Keep floundering. That's all we're doing. I I, I want to. People are saying Tepper got finessed. The my my biggest that I continue to to come back to this, Cody, is that the most jarring evidence for Matt Rule's need to go to me is not what fans are saying, but what he has done. And what I mean by that is, I expect fans to react and be fanatical about stuff, right? I expected us to, and and that's been our position on this podcast from the beginning. It's like, we have an opinion. We have, we, this is biased, right? It's not meant to be journalistic. We're meant to be the fan perspective. So I was open that I wasn't going to like Teddy Bridgewater. It was going to take a lot for me to like him because he's coming in and he's like, the, the rebound date after the breakup with Cam Newton, right? Um, but what I'm saying is this, is that, like, I expect fans to go, oh, well, just fire Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. He's the problem. Just fire Joe Brady. He's the problem. Just do this. Just do that. The coach isn't supposed to be the one doing that. We're supposed to say shit like that. And you know what Matt Rule has done? He has told us he didn't know what he was doing at quarterback. Three times he's told us that. And he's going to tell us that again this year when they try and go find – because Joe Person went on and said they just believe, much like Teddy Bridgewater, that they just have you know moved on, that Sam Darnold's not their guy now. Like they realize he's not their guy. The firing of Joe Brady was what fans say to do. That's what we say. That was like a sacrifice. A sacrifice. But it's, if he really believed in what they were doing, he wouldn't have done that. He has he doesn't believe in his own product. And that's the problem. That is the thing is I don't think that he can go forward and tell me he has confidence in this process, the brand or whatever the fuck he's building, because I think it's become clear. We open the hood and there is no process. There is no brand. And the person that's trying to tell us that there is a brand knows there isn't one. Well, uh, Sam Darnold in the chat wants to know our record before Sam and Matt Rule came here. Uh, we were seven and nine in 2018, and five and eleven uh, in 2019. So not much better. I mean, you could say in a lot of areas we have regressed, and we are regressing. It's getting worse and worse 
Um, I don't know, Tony. It's like, you know, we're, we're going to have to now up. for me. It's the future. And the future looks worse than now, Cody. That's it what does. I'm worried about. And I don't it care does. about this year. I told you guys the number of wins was not what was going to dictate what I thought about this team and this coaching staff. I said that last year, too. It's not the W's. And I know they say the record tells you who you are and this and that. But what I'm saying is this, is you can put context to things. Right? Oh, yeah. So you could say there's a lot of one. Did you see the tweet or whatever I sent out the other day about the guy who said, uh, and it was some, you know, like pro football guy. And he was like, if we were in the one score games like this, it would have been your record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like we we don't like that in in some years that would tell us something, right? That you were competitive, you know, you were a couple, you you were in close, you know, that these, you are, you're just over the hump. But at the same time, you could also think about how many blowouts were there this year, right? I mean, like just absolute yeah. curb stomps. So there is a, what I'm just saying is this, Cody, is I am, I think the reason that there is such, um, kind of just Debbie Downerisms is not because of this season. We've been through five and 11 seasons before we've been through losing seasons before, but what it is, is the lack of hope in the future. That is really the, like, it doesn't seem like it's like, this is not only are you in bad health and you're going through chemo treatments. The thought is that you got pancreatic cancer. So not only is it sucking right now, but the, the, prospects of it being better in the future or even not even being worse than this are dismal yeah and uh this comment is a great example of that fun fact 2020 we were outscored 350 to 402 and two uh, and 2021 we were outscored 304 to 403 less points with an extra game there is reason to believe that all of this is getting worse it's getting worse. And Tony, I wanted to comment on something. You know, you say that we do this from the fan perspective and firing Joe Brady. That sounded like some stuff the fans would do. But I want to give us a little bit of credit because I feel like us fans on this podcast have been right on the money about a number of issues that the Carolina Panthers have been facing for years now. So, you know what? Maybe if the Panthers' front office, had half of the hindsight that Panther fans do, maybe this team wouldn't be such an absolute shithole like it is right now. Maybe they need fans like us going in there and calling the shots because these big bozos that have the records and the resumes to go along with their job title, they sure aren't doing shit when you look at the stuff that they're putting on field, man. So I don't want to shortchange us. If you subscribe to this podcast... You are hearing the best, most relevant, up-to-date opinions about what the Carolina Panthers should be doing. That's why you're here, all 190 of you. Tony, I don't know what else to say, man. Um, Next call is what I'll say. This is my Matt Rule impression. Somebody was having too much fun, dude. They are having a good time. I like all it. Right. Um, that is, uh, that's all the calls for right now. Um, I think that the sad part is that 
Um, <laughs> look, I, and not only did I just to compare this team to literal cancer, I compared it to the most deadly cancer, pancreatic cancer. Yeah, right. that. Like it's like the death sentence of cancers. Oh. Um, couple of things is let me see. When it comes to today's game, I don't think um, there's really anything to to and more for I want to talk about. Look, Denzel Perryman is playing good. I mean, not Denzel Perryman. Uh, the Perryman guy for Bucks is is mossing us. Like I mean, like, I don't even know what would be. It's the same, the same. Um, player of the game or what? Oh, the dab on him pick, right? The dab on him pick is uh, probably the last time we're gonna keep calling it that forever. And, and in perpetuity until someone yep. contributes more to player of the game than Cam Newton has in in his ten- tenure, that's when we'll replace it. When a player becomes more pivotal and and changing um, than Cam Newton, so that's a big tall task. I'm going to give it um, to Jordan Gross, uh, and Jordan Gross doesn't play for the team. He was doing the broadcast, the color commentary with Mick Mixon in the final game of Mick Mixon's uh, illustrious, robust, um, ample career uh, in the booth for the Carolina Panthers, 17. He wrote this sonnet uh, that does, like, that pregame. Do you know we've heard some cool ones from Mick Mixon about um, how the Panthers' season was reaching puberty at this point? But he goes on in this setup every game. He does this, like, metaphorical description of the team mcmixon and jordan gross did one that was awesome today for mcmixon so he wrote him a sonnet that encapsulated mcmixon in his career and i tell you this is mcmixon uh is it was like a he was fun to poke fun at at times but at the end of the day how awesome and how often do you get someone who has been such a kind of recognized part of an or of a team right like his voice comes on his style yeah. it's just, it's very you know if you associate it you know it you know who mick mixon is whether you make fun of him and his love for over over descriptions of touching the balls or whatever at the very it is like um like i said when we had cam and people wanted to move on from camp life without a quarterback is a tough road to hoe like it's like being in the land of not having a quarterback is scary is a scary place it's a daunting it's like being Fre- uh frodo out outside of the shire it's scary right mick yeah. mixing was something that was familiar something good and let me tell you this is what do we know about this team who do we know on this team and this team we talk about a complete change new owner new coach they're Jay Mick Mixon is even gone. JJ Jansen, like, what is there? Not only are we in just bobbing along in a lifeboat right now, worried about our hopes and our future, but we don't even have. Well, I don't even know what to hold on to at this point. Like, what is? There's no familiarity. There's no nothing, and not that that is necessary. But even Mick Mixon quit. Man, he retired. Even Mick Mixon said, "Man, fuck this. I'm out of here." Well, and you know what else I thought about Miss uh, about uh, Mixon too is that, you know, especially him being around for so long, he comes from an era from an era where the radio was much more important than it was today, and you know, so if you were listening to the Panthers and the radio was a huge part of your experience, thereby so was Mixon, 
and it was cool that uh they got to send him out, you know, kind of in style a little bit. So sucks that it wasn't uh, with a better team. Right. But, um, and by the- we're going to be in a revolving door of even that now. So I was thinking, so I have a friend who's a Washington football team, Washington Redskins fan, whatever they're about to be. Um, and listing them, them talking about even when they won their Super Bowls, how they did it with three different quarterbacks that were just okay. Theisman maybe being the best, uh, the other, the, the the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Uh, Doug uh, Williams, no, Doug yeah, Williams, no I think it's some, but like, I mean, even these guys, though, they have been in quarterback purgatory since those moments, since they were winning and they were winning at a time where you didn't have to have the best quarterback in the NFL to win a Super Bowl. Right. Um, I, we are in a purgatory right now. Yeah. And I think like even losing the voice of the team is kind of symbolic of where we are. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it, it's a new era. So much is new. Not a lot of it is very fun. I don't know, Tony. I mean, listen, we're, we're going to have a long off season. It, it's going to be another long one there. No, there's no more Panther football. Uh, it seems like Do you just have the a player day, for today, though. It, it seems like the other day we were just excited about, um, you know, uh, about what this team could be this season, and that we were, you know, we had Panther football to look forward to, and um, yeah, here we are, man. Um, one thing remains the same: the C three podcast will be here. Um, you asked for the player that a player. I mean. Yeah, you know what? 222 tackles uh, between two seasons. That's been pretty cool. But, I mean, like, who even put – it's got to be Deontay Brown for you, man. Yeah, 100% is Deontay Brown. And it's 100% to pat my own self on the back. Listen, I'm on record. You can go back and listen to me talking about Deontay Brown before this season started where my prediction was that injuries to this offensive line was going to force Matt Rule – to play his better players. Well, dude, how arrogant of me. I thought that Matt Rule would learn something. But no, he left him hurt, then played him again anyway, man. Refused to play his young players. So, yeah, listen, Deontay Brown, um, even tonight, man, uh, he had moments where I thought he looked really, really good, man. Really, really good. And I think that for our future, it signals – well, when you have that kind of stuff, man. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll even share this real quick. Our boy, uh, ATH, uh, formerly Sports Nut, but dude, he's everywhere. He's the guy that keeps us up to date um, in our Discord. Join our Discord, by the way. Um, but uh, this tweet right here, this is Deontay Brown. Oh, God. This is the rest of our offensive <laughs> line. Did you see how dumb this shit is? The guy that we have been yelling for to finally get some snaps plays and then does shit like this. He did shit like this the last time we saw him. Oh, but guess what Matt Rule did? Matt Rule benched him before the end of the game and put Scott Miller back in. Our coach doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Unless this guy was throwing up in the huddle from being out of shape. Come on. Come on, man! And I and the the and this is where I'm really just soured even so much, even more is he triples down on this shit when it's just unnecessary. Again, last week, still talking about Brady Christensen's arm length and how he sees him as a guard. You know, 
At this point, just be quiet about it. Uh, Deontay Brown, just be quiet about it. Just be quiet, man, when all of this is on you. Uh, shout out to Jarrett Cole for um, for the $2 uh, super chat. We appreciate that. Uh, can we do a mock draft? We're going to be doing a lot of draft stuff coming up um, Tuesday, tomorrow. Ooh, I might have to start working hard on this. Or not tomorrow, Tuesday. Maybe we do a year in review or something like that, season in review. Go back and see how some of our perspectives throughout the season changed. We'll do some mock drafts. Don't worry. You're going to be getting mocked to death. Oh, uh, yeah. Because there ain't <laughs> a lot to talk about uh, other than the draft. I think uh, we'll just see. I wonder if Tuesday, do you think we'll be talking about um, a new offensive coordinator search or a new head coach search? Mine is head coach. I hope you're right. I don't care who's actually right. I hope you're <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, hey, real quick, uh, Karen wanted to know, this is the link to the Discord. Uh, if, yeah, we have a fantastic conversation, discussion that's always going on in our Discord chat. Please hit that link. Come and hang out. We have a great community being built. Um, and then, uh, real quick, I wanted to highlight this uh, from Paul Mancini. Paul, I don't believe it, dude. I don't believe it. I watched too much evaluation and everything that you just wrote. That's what Matt Rule defenders say about Deontay Brown when they want to excuse his lack of reps that he's gotten this season. He is not a liability in pass protection. He's a big, strong mountain of a man. And if you give him time, he'd be absolutely fine. Uh, I mean, listen, even if he it, is, even if he is a liability in pass protection, who on this line isn't? Yeah, is he? A, was he more of a liability than John Miller and Dennis Daly? Uh, no, uh, man. And by the way, uh, how is he ever going to get better at pass protection unless you give him opportunities to pass protect? So, all right, uh, my tale of shame uh, this week goes to Matt Rule in per- in perpetuity, Matt Fool. Um, pick your reason why pick your reason you can pick between the timeouts uh, the you know the continued just like ridiculousness that it's like why do we never have timeouts in the first half thank god you get more in the second half or else we would be really screwed uh you can do you can pick the cam newton the fourth and one uh you can pick the um the continued comments to the fact that he said, I see a, a role for Deontay Brown on the special teams. That's what he said this past. It's just like, Oh my God. Like what? All right. Gunner. Deontay yeah, Brown. Not, like, <laughs> right, whatever. Uh, like you just pick your poison of why Matt fool uh, deserves the talent shame. There's minty and many minty and minty and plenty, many and plenty of them. Talent shame. Um, you got one other than that? Tile of shame. Dude. Jermaine Carter. People were talking shit about him a lot today. Look, how about this? This great defense, dude, was just getting just destroyed. And I know they're hurt and all this. I'm sick of excuses. Oh, that oh, that's actually the point I want to make uh of Wigatab oh one is that I think Matt Rules Matt Rat Mule face has become the most punchable coach face. Like, it's like, I don't even like looking at him. Like, you know how people talk about that about Sean Payton? Panther fans say that about Sean Payton. My yeah. own coach is that person now. He is superseded. He has moved up the line on most hated faces. 
<laughs> hey, dude, Rat Mule. That's his name from now on. Until he actually does something worth a damn, that's Rat Mule. And I don't give a damn what anyone says, man. Uh, my title the same goes to the guy who's put us into this entire mess. Um, and it's David Tepper. It's David Tepper. Mr. Daylight Dollar Short. Mr. We already know I'm going to fire Matt Rule in the middle of the year next year. And then, by the way, we'll probably string off some victories after we do fire Matt Rule. So, um, yeah, to me, it's David Tepper, man. For this season, for these seasons that you have put us through with your inability to make proper decisions when they matter the most, um, and also to not keep his ear to the ground enough, man. I really wish David Tepper was truly out there listening to our podcast, listening to fans talk about this football team and hear us make common sense arguments about why our young rookie players are not on the football field and how unacceptable that is. Uh, I mean, a bunch of little things. To me, David Tepper deserves it the most. Uh, a couple more calls came in. We're going to play them on Tuesday night. Um, right now, we've flogged this horse. It's almost 10 o'clock. I got a class to teach in the morning and still have some things to get ready. I'm tired of saying the same things over and over. Thank you guys uh, for your support. Uh, you can call in for Tuesday night show, 252-228-5098. Uh, we'll plan on doing a mock draft on Tuesday, and I want Cody, this is your homework, Cody, it's the uh, ma- uh, the rat mule mock draft, and that is we have to mock it with uh, until otherwise uh, with the belief that he is going to be the coach next year. And so I think that the mock draft would change significantly if we had different coaches. I would think you know, some you know you could argue that. So this is the we'll do a quick mock of what it looks like for the Panthers, and it's going to be easy because we only have a first round pick. And there's only yep. like one pick is that. So we'll do that. And when we look at that top 10, who's eligible at six uh, and Matt rule might be interested in, and particularly uh, his style of trying to save his job. We'll be here Tuesday night for that. The year in review show. Hopefully I'll be able to put all that together. If not, we'll do it. Um, I might put it when we get closer to the Super Bowl. Um, Tuesday night, 9 PM longest running Panthers podcast. Great, great support in the chat room. Uh, people listening, check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, all those. Just go give us a subscribe, hit the play button, uh, listen to us in the car, in the gym. We need y'all support. Lift me up in this time. Uh, Cody Lashney has done a great job as the wheelman, the co-host of this podcast. Dude, I can't thank you enough for coming on each and every week and enduring this with me. I know we brothers. I know uh, we're going to keep pounding. We're going to do all that, but still my heartfelt appreciation for your support and get me through this this season. Dude, my heartfelt appreciation for letting me be a part of a show where I get to be a part of this community, man. Love being able to hang out with you multiple times a week, Greg and CK as well. And then these fantastic fans, man, we have the best Panther fans here on the C3 podcast. You know what? It's the last one of the season. I'm going to read off some names. Because these people stayed till the end of the show, man. Benjamin Farmer, Derek Bush, Jarek Cole, Joseph Broach, Kevin Boshoven, Karen Choi, KPM, Nirvash, our best angel donator, uh, Off the Grid, Panther Pickle, Seth Robinson, Tim Estes. We love y'all, man. We love y'all. I mean, Trill one. 
Trail one, absolutely. This is the reason why we do this, man. Seth Robinson, Paul Mancini, Panther Pickle. Like, listen, when the Panthers are bad, this gives us hope, man. The ability to come hang out, talk Panther football with you fine people. It has been an absolute pleasure um, to wrap up this season with y'all, man. We love this. We love doing it for you guys. We have a tremendous time doing it. Um, you can find my draft, my written draft work um, at drafttech.com. Please continue to check that out because we're going to be updating that website a lot. I write first and second round comments for the Carolina Panthers. I put a lot of work into that. Check that out. Uh, we're going to be doing far more draft content on the channel. Um, that's going to be incredible. I'm looking at college players now. Um uh, and it's going to be fun, man. Hang in there, Panther Nation. We'll get through it. All right, man. Uh, C3 Panthers post-game show. Um, there was 18 of them, or 17 of them this season. We're here for every game. We're here on Tuesday nights. We got a great community on Discord in this chat on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Hit the thumbs up button and check them out. Friday, free for all, where all the fans get to have their voice heard. Yes. There's going to be a lot to say. And I know that it feels like we're saying the same thing over and over, but the news will come flying before you know it, and there will be new things to talk about and the same things to bitch about. Until Tuesday night, my name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Check out Cody Lack on Twitter. And uh, until then, keep pounding. And Matt Rule, you got to go. You a fool. See you Tuesday. (laughs) See you later, Panther fans. Keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.